11 o'clock comics episode 97 Seven bitches. Very scary to think about. And you know, a hundred weeks straight, no breaks. None of that, bull, none of the bullpen shit that David used to pull about. I don't feel like we're pulling this week. David, David, David's been here for all night. Come on, this week, right, David? Yes, it's, it's very strange that I have devoted to him. I'm very proud of you, Vince. The Christmas episode of Steve Bryant, the person I act in cleaning out, we recorded, all, both episodes were recorded, we didn't meet the week during Christmas, but we still did the steps. So we released everything from the week after that. You know what we should do for the special uh, 11 o'clock 100th episode? We should go back and release the Phil Hester episode from the bullpen that we never released. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. You guys interviewed Phil Hester? Yeah. Yeah. It's all oh, fucked up. That was one well, of Chris mine. just interviewed Phil Hester. Uh, yeah. like three no, I just blew that away. Nah, this nice. was awesome. We did a good oh, job. Oh, damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not a hard. You're talking about a pretty, it's like bragging about leaping over a fucking shrub. It was, it was, it was, I think for me, it was almost. It was as fun, if not more, because of the of all the topics we covered. But it was almost as fun as the Tommy Lee Edwards interview. Vince yeah. and I. That was great. No, that was, that was honestly, honestly, guys, that's been your high water mark. <laughs> it's all been downhill from there. <laughs> it's like Jay, and, and, and Jason. I, I will, I will get retribution from the shrub comment. You just, just beware. Sleep okay. I open right uh, now. I think, I think the best part of the Phil Hester interview was when I was talking about a book and complimenting him on it. He's like, "Dude, I didn't do that book." I didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey everybody, look at this. Look around. It's eleven o'clock comics. And I am. I am Vince B. About to be snowed in, Vince B. Howdy, 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 ho. Oh, are you guys? We got some snow here, but I tell you what, we we've only got one like big snow this year, and I, I'm re- I'm ready for it to go away. But you all have got oh yeah, your ass yeah another twelve to eighteen coming. Well, no, it depends. It's it's it depends on the region. We hardly got anything in northeastern Pennsylvania. I think we only had we twenty. A total of twenty inches for the whole season. That's Ow. that's below average, yeah. but I think that may change after uh, tomorrow and into Friday. So mm-hmm. I'm Chris Nixman. Yes, you are. I'm, I'm David Price. And uh, straight straight from the wonderful uh, wonderful world of Grandma Pa, I am Professor Garbanzo. Oh, I st- I, st- I love you. Tell me you read that. I, I fucking read that shit. Ah, uh, you gonna bring it tonight? If yeah, at least Good. a little bit. Because I have a wonderful segue after you're done oh, with that. Nice. Yes, nice. it's it's conceptual. No, you're not. You are Jason Wood. Yes, everybody's here. And hey, as usual, this episode's brought to you by DCBService.com, Discount Comic Book Service. Amazing discounts on your favorite books. And do not forget about the Summit City Comic Con on May 22nd of this year. $10 admission. Artists get free tables. 
my God. Andy Jewett, uh, Ben Teed's going to be there, Dave Wachter. Uh, wow, I got a whole big list. Jim Nelson, Jim Roog, John Kulsar, Katie Cook, uh, Norton. Who else? Uh, Robert Adam, Atkins, G.I. Joe. Yeah. Yeah, Seely, Steve Bryant. Oh my God. Uh, who else? Tom Cioli. I, I can never pronounce his name. Cioli. I'm, I'm thinking it's Cioli from, uh, Godland. Zach Crucy. Oh, it's great. Oh, you gotta boy. be there. And like I said, May 22nd. But if you want to get your books, get them at dcbservice.com. Really good discount, discounts shipped right to your freaking door. You can answer the door naked and they will give you the box no matter what because you paid for it. So there you go. Not in my neighborhood. Nice. Sure. Yeah. Mailman be shooting your ass. Yes, dcbservice.com. And they also carry a nice array of picture box titles at significant discounts. Can't get that on the picture box site. And you can get Ditko stuff from dcbservice.com, too. Where else yep. are you going to get it? You're not. You're not. That's nice. awesome. There we go. Just got my mom, Mr. A, last week. Nice. Oh. Hey, uh, before we get going, can I uh, just say a quick uh, congrats to a few people? Yeah, I'll join cool. you. If okay. I think. Cool. Yeah. So, so congrats go out to two uh, two sets of uh, couples. Um, first, uh, Mario Muscar and his wife Jan uh, mm. gave uh, uh, welcome their uh, their their first uh, beautiful baby girl, Flannery Maria Muscar, into yep. the world. Look at me. So, she just uh, had a baby, and I'm sexing her up. Mm. I know, right? <laughs> so, uh, awesome. Congratulations, uh, Mario. Oh. And uh, oh, and I know Jen. the next one. And uh, yeah, the next one is uh, is iFanboys Josh Flanagan and his wife Lindsay, who also welcomed a ba- their first this week, uh, Oliver Quinn Flanagan. So uh, awesome. both babies are uh, doing great, and uh, everybody's home from the hospital. So uh, so uh, yeah, we got a lot of baby makers up in our little uh, circle You're of influence. Hidden breaks the trend, doesn't it? See, you know, it's uh, comic book uh, fans can procreate. It's amazing. Yeah, that is one thing that we comic geeks have an uncanny ability at doing. Despite all of our many, many, many flaws, we somehow manage to trick some random special girl that's way, way better than we deserve into marrying us. I don't know how it, we do it. It's, but, it uh, it's a survival instinct. You think? Instinct. Yeah. It, 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 instinct. I said survival. Instinct. <laughs> is that like NSYNC? Yeah. I've been drinking. I'll Speaking of. You up. Oh, that's color Wood. Bad, sorry. Wood. What are you yeah. drinking? Oh, we're uh, racing drinking, tonight, I'm, aren't we? I'm, I'm drinking. drinking. I'm drinking a Guinness Stout. Oh, you're so lucky. I wish I had some Guinness. Oh, it's good, dude. It's a nice frothy head on it. Love me some head. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Didn't see that coming. Don't touch. Vince. <laughs> Yingling. No, Just regular, regular old Yingling. Yeah, I'm finishing off the case. Black and tan next week. Okay. He hasn't talked to me this week at all. Hi, David. Oh, yeah. It, it, just, just to pass on a little information behind the scenes. Parting the veil information. Jason <laughs> was hounding our asses this week like a little kid. You know, pay attention to me. He was sending PMs, yeah, was... And, and nobody would return his PMs for some reason. I was really busy. David had things going on. Chris is rude. So, you know. <laughs> I, <don't> know. <laughs> I, was, I was expecting oh, to like, awesome. show up in my house and shit. He's like, why don't you talk to talk me? To me. <laughs> Jason. Yeah, I was lonely this week, man. I've been lonely at work. It's been by myself, and uh, and, and I wanted to talk some comics and some banter, and none of you fuckers would even uh, acknowledge yeah. my existence. Yeah. It was a tough it week hurt. so far. It hurt. Lots to do. I've been busy. Yeah, I've been all busy. over the place. Uh, Doctor d- visits, court visits, uh, vodka, and Doctor Pepper. There you go. Is oh. there a name to that drink? A wood. A wood. <laughs> okay, it's a wood. <laughs> <laughs> Only if it's diet, Doctor Pepper, though. Hell no. Oh no, he doesn't Same. like diet. <laughs> uh, I'm drinking. I'm drinking some whiskey. There what kind? Go. I've uh, beam oh, with okay. a little splash of uh, RC. I came home tonight and I made a um, a sidecar. I was like. Yeah, that's good, but I, I need some whiskey, so I'm oh, already... Oh, wait a minute. Chris, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Well, you just made me okay. So, so this weekend we um, we took the kids. There's a mall, uh, kind of a it's a little further away than the mall we would normally go to, and it's uh, we we went there this weekend because they have a Lego store there. Mm-hmm. Oh, I and, love uh, the Lego stores. Oh, it's awesome, right? And my son, my oldest son, is turning uh, he's turning seven, and for his birthday, he wants to have a Lego party. So we went to the Lego store to pick up uh, some stuff for the party, and you know, get some all that stuff. So we we go to this mall, and it's a nice mall. We I've only been there once or twice in my life, but uh, so we're walking around, you know, heading to the Lego store, just sort of meandering, and all of a sudden, I I look over. The kids are in line getting a pretzel at one of those pretzel stands with my wife, and I look over and I see this like you know, other food area, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, what kind of food is that? Damned if they weren't selling cups of corn with Cajun spices and butter and other sauces mixed into it. Damn, it's like... It's it's your shit, it's your helotes. Yeah, it's like East Coast helotes, huh? Yeah, I was like, holy shit, I'm like, Neesman would be in heaven right now. It's the first time I've ever seen that. Maybe it's sweeping the nation, I don't know. Wow. I, I, t- I told <laughs> I told you the story whenever I had elotes in Mexico, right? No, but I would I would be I would be I would be fearful of having elotes in Mexico. Okay, I was a little drunk. I know I'm this counts as a big shocker for everyone. <laughs> and and my wife and I and like six other people that were that were down in Acapulco with this was this was last year and before right before swine flu. And, and all that. So, uh, so, so we're down in Acapulco and we go to, uh, this little, like, town square in, like, old Acapulco. And, like I said, little drunk. And we're, we're walking around this, like, little festival square area. And I had discovered the joy that is elotes, which for people, uh, that, that have never had it out there, it's, uh, it's, it's corn. And you can, you can either have it on the cob or they'll, they'll shave the, the corn off and put it into a cup and mix it with mayonnaise and cayenne pepper and butter and parmesan cheese and you stir it up and eat it with a spoon and and it's delicious well in in mexico they basically just take a big big uh, cob of field corn and dip it in a bucket that is like homemade mayonnaise and then sprinkle cayenne pepper and and cheese over it and i'm like i'm gonna have some of that and my wife is just like you are fucking crazy if you eat that (laughs) you're gonna get incredibly incredibly ill and i ate it and i was fine and it was delicious but looking back probably a little stupid (laughs) yeah Yeah, mayonnaise Ooh. No, yeah, all, it, it, all, all homemade Mexican mayonnaise. <laughs> you know how they make that, don't you? Well, yeah, it's 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 it's, it's, it's egg and oil. It's called uh, circle well, jerk. Hey now, hey now. <laughs> okay, hey, let's shake it off because we got a long show ahead of us. Going into the stretch, let's talk comics. Let's do it, dude. Huge, huge week today, as David would say, huge week. Huge. I just want to say one thing before we get into it. Did anybody pick up Fantastic Four five seventy six? No. Did you did you pick up five seventy six Fantastic Four? Have not read it yet. Uh, I did, but I'll read it on Friday when I get it. I, I didn't read it. I just looked through it, and it's a high watermark for Mister Eaglesham. It, nice. It's just it's incredible, and I think that's the problem. Why people are so hot and cold on Fantastic Four? The uh-huh. art is tending to influence the impact of the story. Because when, when, when Eaglesham's not yeah. on the book, no, I mean, they're not the yeah. greatest stories, no, but you have yeah, to admit, the, the, if yeah. Eaglesham illustrated some of those stories, they would be received, I think, a little bit better than they have been. No. Well, I, don't I don't know about that. Hitch, I don't know. Hitch is well. Hitch is well loved by a lot of. People. No, I'm not talking about Hitch. I'm talking about oh, the other. So the about, other about guy. The no, it, now I'll just, okay. You you go and then I'll retort. 
See, you already got me going. No, I was just saying, I, I took a look at it, and I, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, this is gorgeous. This is a high-water mark. It, it, and, and because of his skill with laying out and drawing comic book pages, I think that impacts the, the, the issues where he does not make an appearance. It's like, I have a pet name for Mr. Eaglesham now. Because the man is just so damn good. I shall, from here on out, refer to him as Dale Eagle Sham Wow. Because he, he <laughs> spent, no. he oh spent, God. <laughs> how long did it take you to come up with that one? No, he's, Sham Wow, he's fantastic. The, oh no. The, the, and super absorbent. Really? And he sucks up all the, the, the talent and creativity and just lays it all out on the page. The guy is phenomenal. And the, and you know what I'm going to say. His Susie is perfection. <laughs> oh, my. he draws Reed a little bit like Ray Spannon a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's I, not. I like his Reed. I like his Reed. I do, but, and I'll tell you, there's a lot of wordless panels in this issue. A lot. It's pretty, mm -hmm. there's a lot of, cause they're underwater. It's a lot of silent parts. Fantastic. Uh, almost as good as Al, as Alan Davis. Wait, well, hey, watch yourself now. I said almost. Okay. I said almost. But, so Chris, what's your, what's your rant? No, no, it, Eagle, it's not a rant. Eagle Sham is fantastic. It always turns into a rant. No, <laughs> it's, it's not a rant. Hickman started out with three great issues. Yeah. yeah. And then had two very mediocre issues mm -hmm. followed up by what could be the beginning of something really awesome. Uh, I don't think that he's, that he's hit a home run yet. But it, all of the all of the groundwork is there for this to be a fantastic run on on what what should be one of Marvel's best titles. He yes. what's what what's not crown him yet because there are two issues in the middle there that I was really kind of bored to death. Reading. Okay, but humor me. If uh -huh. Eaglesham illustrated those issues, would you would you be more receptive to those quote? <laughs> Boring stories. If you have such beautiful eye candy at the, which the, to look, well, you know that that always helps. I mean, that's half of that's half of the medium, right? Okay, so yeah, fantastic. I mean, hey, Kick Ass is was great. Not a whole lot of story. I mean, that 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 lived and 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 died on on Romita Junior's art. I mean, there wasn't a ton of story there. It was fun, but there wasn't a ton going on. Um, if you look at at, at Hickman's FF. It was just, it was the wrong time for Eagle Sham to not be working on those two stories. Right, because, exactly. Because the scripts on the, I, I still look back on those and we get to say, you know what, those are two issues that were built around one panel that there was something important said. Okay, there's something, there's something big that needs to happen in this issue and it's one panel and we're going to build the story around it. For this, for this awesome little revelation, and, and so I felt like it was a lot of filler to make one little point in both of them. And but, that's the thing with which I agree. Yeah, th that if you're talking a book of the caliber of Fantastic Four, the flagship book of the Marvel Universe, and you put Dale Eaglesham on two issues, you better make damn sure that you have, say, Art Adams or Alan Davis or somebody of equal talent not to knock the guy that came after but it's a fantastic four yeah you you need high caliber talent on this book uh, it, it deserves it i mean it yeah. almost demands it but. hey man that the 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 franklin richards uh birthday party and i okay now i'm gonna now i'm going to agree with you the birthday party issue could have been a lot of fun 
And as much as I hate to say it, because I know there's a person out there that drew that who is a living, breathing person, right. but the art on that really sucked. It was of lesser quality, yeah. I don't, I, I, the, no art sucks, but remember the work Eaglesham did on JSA when they had the Thanksgiving mm-hmm. issues and just, just the, the heroes yep. sitting around being friends, being companions. Yeah, they could, right, they could, he yep. could have passed that on to that story, which is what I think it needed. A little Dude, bit of pow- power, pa- power pack was in that issue. I should have been geekied out about it. <laughs> and it was just like, uh-huh. Yeah, it, it, it had power the pack thing, in it. Come on, the where's the fun? Would have been the power fun? packaderms. That would have been the only thing better. You don't like power pack? I no, do. I love power pack. Are you kidding me? Oh, okay, okay. I was gonna say Shit. we're. Gonna have, I was gonna have to. I was gonna have to. No, wait. no. I just was. Uh, I was doing some uh, sorting of some old long boxes, and uh, was had this just bunch of crapola that I was sifting out, thinking what I'm gonna do with all these random issues, and uh, and I came across the issue of uh, power pachyderms, and I was like, oh my lord, what am I gonna do with this? It's right so, next to your radioactive black belt hamsters. Uh, 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 that stuff is great. Come no, on, right next to, uh, right next to uh, the nth man, and then uh, and Wolfpack actually, and Merc. Oh, Wolfpack! Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, and I just, I took a look at it and I just went zing this afternoon because it is, it's, it's, it, it reaches out from the page and massages your eyeballs and loves them and just caresses them. It's like, oh, look at this art. My God, it's fantastic. And it's, it's not hurt at all without the presence of an anchor. It's, cool. just, it's working. It's working yep. well. Hey, man, yeah. I, it's, uh, I, I sound like I'm bitching and moaning. Uh, Eagle Sham's awesome oh. and Fantastic yeah. Four. I look forward to it now. So I'm not, I'm not bitching and moaning about the book. I, I just, um, I, I'm looking forward to what Hickman is going to do because I think some groundwork is laid there for some really cool stuff. So right. no, I, I, I'm, I'm all behind FF right now. I, I do believe that Shield is going to be his, his home run. I think so. It just seems so. like it's more in tune with what he does. Although, to be we'll fair, see. he's I think a lot of the stuff he has played in S.H.I.E.L.D., he's been laying the groundwork for in Secret Warriors. But, yeah, so I think they're going to kind of go hand in hand for a bit. But Yeah. Looking forward uh, to it. Yeah. yeah. Are you, David? How about you, quiet I, boy? I, I have uh, I have 574 and I think 575 waiting for me to read. So I haven't uh, – I'm not up to date. I haven't been it, – it, Fantastic Four hasn't been on top of the stack book for a while, unfortunately. <laughs> Don't um, be a hater. I'm not being a hater. I'm uh, I'm gonna read it, so you know at least I'll have an informed opinion. Yeah, more or less. I'll try. I'll get FF you. Should, FF should be good, but that's a hard book to write. And you you would think that it, it it's not because you just have to yeah, basically it shouldn't be. But it, I no. mean, history well, history is in Chris's camp. Like it, it's I guess seemingly it is hard for people to write, but it shouldn't be. I mean, because at its essence, it's it's so unique. It's just it's a family that also happens to be a super team. You know, it I mean? is, like right. Reed is what makes that book hard to write. You're right. No. Reed can very much come off like a dick and and a, and uh, almost a villain. And you have to be careful how you write him. And it's it's I, it's, I, a, it's, it's being, really. The, the genius who's a bad husband, and you wonder why Sue stays with him versus no. being the guy that's just no, no. But I'm saying a lot of people write him that way, right? Like a lot of right. guys fall into that trap of Reed just locks himself in a room and and poor Sue's, you know, aching to get laid and she can't because he never. Which is insane. <laughs> that's just crazy. Right? You wonder why, you know. And then every now and then they'll put the obligatory episode where he actually remembers he's got a super hot wife, and uh, and yeah. there's a balance there, but you know. Oh, I watched I watched the Venture Brothers episode that had the Fantastic Four parody. So so good, where the where the Sue character could only uh, make her skin invisible. <laughs> she <Hot>. was like, 
<laughs> but no, the thing about the thing about Reed that's hard. It's it's uh, I I can only imagine uh, that how difficult it is to write someone who is smarter than you. Oh, you just make it up. You just make well, it up, yeah. Uh, you I, I fit, think yeah, I mean, it, look, you Van could, Lente, in fact, do it with Amadeus, and yeah, yeah. yeah. But but you could do that in, in the '60s a lot more convincingly than you can now. It's, but it's see, just because people are more because all you need to now. do is right. These guys are so smart that they're smarter than anybody reading the book, though. So again, it really gets back to science fiction. You just you make some crazy shit up that, and, it, and it's yeah. I don't know. I mean, I just think that that's that's just cre- that's being creative. I mean, again, because yeah. you just have them create shit that's like you'd see in Star Trek that obviously can't exist now. And but for Reed, it's right. a piece of cake. I mean, I don't. It's I mean, so advanced we don't even know about it. Yeah. But the the thing about Fantastic Four is, I think that the great runs are so overpowering that. And, and, and they covered a lot of bases, like the Lee and Kirby run, and the, and the Simonson run, and the Byrne run. They're yeah. so comprehensive and so good at what, at what they were trying to do that everything in between, those guys are probably in yeah. fear of repeating what was done before, and where else do you take it? I mean, they define the book. Yep, and they happen about every 15 years. Yeah, yeah. And the Simonson run was really good, too. And that, that always gets left off, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, probably because Simonson's runs on other books probably took, you know what I mean? They, that's, so, yeah, si- Simonson is is so connected to Thor, I think. Yeah. But still a great run. I I I can even tolerate mediocre Fantastic Four. I stuck with it through the DeFalco years. <laughs> so. Dude, I, I don't Yeah, I mean, I've read Fantastic Four every, you know, every issue for I mean, going on 30 years, so I'm with you Vince. Wow. Yeah, I I you know, I mean, I've, I just, you know, it's one of those books I just always read. I mean, that, you know, yeah. I just, and then it's always nice when it starts being really good, and then when it's not, you sort of meander through it, and you're like, okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. And truth be told, the Falco's run's not that bad. I mean, it, it has its its ups and downs, but where else are you going to see a digital, like, uh, Indian dude? Like, a, a, what was he, um, what was his name? The 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 guy from uh, Saudi Arabia. He was a a digital chic or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Farood or whatever. Stupid. No, but it was kind of cool though. It, it was kind of neat. The, 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 the illustration looked like um, Nimrod uh, with the turban. Yeah, right, right, yeah, yeah. right, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah it was pretty neat in a yeah. in a geeky kind of way. Is it, is, is, is Nimrod completely gone? By the way, no, 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 no. 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 Hmm. Is he is he still a huge pink robot? No, no uh, Nimrod is what Bastion is merged with Nimrod these days, yes, right? Yes, right, yeah. over uh, X-Force. Oh, okay, okay. Which is heating up something fierce, the X-Force. See, uh, can, can, you tell, can you tell I needed a break to go get a, a refill on my drink? I'll be <laughs> right back. Bring, bring up, bring up <laughs> Nimrod. But I mean, David. It could have been, been worse. I mean, it's not, it, as, as you know, JMS could write Fantastic Four, you know? I, yeah, again, <laughs> that wasn't all that bad. I mean, now, have you, you are tried you something. Are you guys caught up on X Factor? Sort of. No, I have like uh, three or four issues. I'm I'm behind. Uh, okay, I don't want to spoil. Oh, I'm not. Okay, I haven't read that one, so I'm not caught up then. I guess either. But no, I just mean the um, Vince. What did you think of? I I think Peter David didn't do the best job writing the FF in the last few issues. I, you know, I, they they know we record on Wednesday nights and they still call. They still call. Hilarious. It's it's unbelievable. Who is it? I have no idea. They're banned. But um, what now? What were you? I'm sorry. What were you saying about? No, I was saying um, I didn't think that Peter David really uh, did a great job of writing the FF in the last arc of uh, X Factor. I, I didn't really. 
I mean, I didn't really get a vibe. Like, it was more... Actually, it kind of struck me as, like, uh, Mark Miller FF. Like, I was like... They, they were, a lot of them were aloof, yeah. But I think he nailed right. the kids, which is kind of creepy. He, 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 <laughs> he, got, he got the kids down right. Which, again, uh, isn't surprising because they kept saying... Even in the book, it was sort of meta, right? Like, Madrox kept saying, well, you weren't around when Layla was here. Because because uh, Shatterstar was like, it's really creepy how this little girl knows everything. Right. And then he kept saying, well, you're not, you weren't here when Layla was here. And so it makes sense that he would be able to write Valeria because he wrote her like he would Layla. Right. right. I mean, which is to say but, that. And, and I think Sue was a little bit more aloof than she usually is, which mm-hmm. is not very much. But just because of the predicament she was in. So... Mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed it. I can't. I, the Peter David. I will say though, the grown-up Layla, hot. Hell yeah, yeah. Who, who was the um, who was the main artist on the Simonson Fantastic Four run? Was it still Paul Ryan? No, uh, Walt did a lot of it, didn't he? He did do some. See that? That's what I think might be um, a hindrance is that there was no. I don't think there was a set team because even Art Adams came in for a couple issues and did the. Oh, grand, those issues are great! Oh my those god, those are fantastic! No pun Yeah, thing. but yeah, I mean, oh, for real. so it's. I mean, yeah, Simonson wrote it. For, but I mean, you could say Byrne also wrote it, but Byrne drew ninety-eight percent of the issues he wrote. Right. So I, I think right. that might also play a part in into why Simonson's run isn't isn't talked up. And, and that yes. new Fantastic Four shit is still being played out today in, with different teams. They're doing that all over again. The yes. new Fantastic Four is like the new Avengers, for God's sake. That, Wait, what? You know, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, just put Ghost Rider, Wolverine, Hulk, and Spider-Man on the team, and it's new. That that was now, awesome. Now, 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 here's a question that popped up. I found this out. This is a couple months old, but I read it this weekend. Mm-hmm. Who is, according to Eternity, who is Earth's scientist supreme? Oh, it, it's um, it's uh, Ant-Man. Uh, what's his name? Uh, right. Hank Pym. Hank Pym. Hank Pym. Pym. Yeah, Hank Pym. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Where did I and read I, that? It's in Mighty Avengers. It's in Mighty Adventures. Yeah. Because, because, um, and, and I, oh. I, I, I love, I love Dan Slott. And, or, or this could have even been Gage at this point writing this scene. But I mean, it was, it was, as soon as you hear somebody say that, as soon as you think a scientist, most of the people I think are going to think about Reed Richards. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, um, but was that in Reed, Siege number yeah. two? Where, where where Pim said I'm the I'm Earth scientist supreme. He might have. Well, he, he, he says it. He said it in every issue of Mighty since. Yeah, like, since, since sure. Yeah, he's he, oh, he's okay. very happy about being. A <laughs> he's like, oh, by, by the way, do you know I'm uh, Earth? Yeah, really. Earth it's like, so, you're it's like yeah, the other. Hello, I yep. am. And it's it's. Well, come on. That's like saying I'm Johnny Wad. Right. The other. <laughs> the, I would brag too. Like, all right. Are, the, the other teammates are like, all right, enough already with the scientist supreme. Yeah. Okay, and 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 because I'm thinking, why wouldn't that be Reed? At least. The writers well, are smart enough to 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 have wasp to have it. him and yeah exactly so I mean it was it was because I I always forget I mean yeah I guess you'd have to say that 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 Tony Stark is of course also a scientist but I still I, to this day even even when you go on and and try to figure out you know who the seven or eight smartest Marvel Universe characters are since Amadeus loves. Making sure he's on that list. You know, yeah. I, I, I tend to forget well, Amadeus that. Amadeus is right. Yes, that. Well, wait, say that again. Well, I'm saying Amadeus is it's not like the writers of Amadeus show like to point it out in every issue that he's. Well, that's what it, the whole thing is meta. Right. When 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 Hank says that, because you know those words would never come out of Reed's mouth. He wouldn't even it, consider no, yeah, saying that I'm exactly. of this caliber because he's Reed. Well, no, Eternity, but to David's point, Eternity pulls Hank in and says, you're the scientist supreme. Yeah. Right. And, and, and Hank's like, life. what? 
And 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 I and, it, and eternity had some very good points. I absolutely what they are, but it's like and this is and this is why Reed isn't, and this is why Tony Stark isn't. This is why you are, and you know, it, hey man, it's it, this sounds absolutely ridiculous. It's a good time to be a Hank Pym fan. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I know. It's Dude, they, D- David only making D- that character fun. It's funny you brought this up because I thought the line I. Having read a lot of comics lately, getting caught up, I, I thought the the best line was from Slot in Mighty, and uh, I don't remember which issue it was, but uh, but Hank is standing next to uh, Norman. Dude, I posted those panels today. Oh, you did? Oh my god, dude! Because it starts off. Oh my god, that's the best line ever. Just show up. You you as soon as the Mighty Avengers show up, you have fucking U.S. agent. Oh, Director Osborne over here! It's an honor to yeah, be next to you. Yeah. And Hercules is like, you always have to be such a tool, and it and, and it just keeps going. And and yes, the two, the the little jab, because Osborne <laughs> says to me, Pym, me and Chris "Are you are still like, slapping yeah, women around?" And what does Pym say back? Are you still throwing them off bridges? Or off buildings? That's awesome. It was great, dude. I was like, oh, that slot is the man. That's so badass. They're just getting digs at each other. It's great. Uh, I love Dan. Here's a a segue. In in contrast with it being a good time to be a Hank Pym fan, it's Mm -hmm. not necessarily a good time to be, and this breaks my heart, a, a cable fan. Uh, it's about time you yeah. came around. It only took you 12 know, issues to figure out I know. I, a this, year ago. This weekend, <laughs> I got caught be, up on... Is he still being chased by Bishop? Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What, wasn't yeah. he being chased by Bishop in, like, 2008? Yes. Yeah. 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 And, Honestly, uh, but, but no, but there's... the first cable hardcover instead of the next three, and you've got the whole <laughs> Honest, story. Honestly, God. Favorite, this hope goes from being a baby to a hot-ass... 18 year old that's yeah. about the only thing that changes well i don't think she's 18 i think she's five, well okay so she goes from being a baby to drawn as though she was a right pet. right yeah. but the thing is they they went out of their way to manipulate both characters in to put them into situations where time would pass i uh they were they were stuck <laughs> I, I in the hear, valley I hear no the, name of the, la- the last two years of cable has been called groundhog day Honestly, <laughs> it could be. that had a better ending. No, but they, they they put them in the belly of a space whale. Ah, the less said about that, the better. And uh, she was stranded uh, in a city, a post-apocalypse uh, survivors city, where the warring factions of the survivors of apocalypse uh, apocalypse's people, not apocalypse, uh, strife's people, were 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 warring against each other. It's it was. It, it's kind of ridiculous, and and I love Cable, and it really hurts me to say that I think it's a good thing that they're ending this run, mm-hmm. I, and and I, I I would never say that before. I mean, I, I Cable's my man. I he's he's in in terms of the Marvel pantheon, he's way way up there with me. Maybe I know number, you're you know maybe number three, and and it's just what? yeah. So, well, Spider Man's number one, and then. Uh, collectively, the the Fantastic Four is number two, and I love Cable. I, I, Ahead Nathan, of, like, they, Captain fucking America? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what? Cap's, bo- Cap's usually, usually, usually Cable, behind. Iron Man's Cable. above Captain America. Dude, dude, Cable is, like, behind Howard the Duck for me. You are so far gone. Oh, that's messed up. <laughs> Cable, no, I love Cable, 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 man. I love Cable's Cable. the savior. He, he's he's the... the, the uh, Combat ready shaman. He's going to lead the people to to redemption. That cables the dude. He if you like, which is this is I think this is what your problem. You don't care for so the much mutants. better than Daredevil. Obviously, he is. Not I gotta say pig. I've enjoyed Cable as a character more than Daredevil. 
Yeah, Matt's a pig. But anyway, so they have Cable running Matt's around. Matt's bitch. Yeah, and he gets hot women. That's this, this what's bad about him. He he has like all this tail thrown at him, and he still whines, dude. True. What's the problem? But uh, where was I? Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think I think I like Swizierski's writing. Is that how it's pronounced? Say that again. Swizierski. Swizierski's writing. I think he's very capable, but I just don't think he has a spark. I don't think he has a a plan, and it's just meandering all over the place. And if the if the point of the series was to get hope uh, matured to the point where she can jump into say X Force or mm-hmm. X Factor, then you know mission accomplished. But at the expense of entertainment, I think yeah. it's just oh yeah. boy, it's almost as if like they said, Dwayne, listen, uh, you just get the right cable, alive. yeah, keep hope yeah. alive for the next two years because we got because we have this uh, this arc that we're <laughs> going to do with her uh, uh, in in 2010, and so yeah, just left him. Boy, right. if it was just about getting the guy a paycheck, it's like, man, bring back Iron Fist because Swarzynski was writing a kick-ass Iron mm-hmm. Fist. Yeah, he really was. It, did, did that book even end? Did it say the end or no. was it just like it, it was just – one of those books that was supposed to be on hiatus, but yeah. – It just stopped. And they, did was, the, uh, the five, they did the five one-shots of the, uh, of the, the different um, – uh, what are they called? Uh, the, uh, immortal uh, the immortal weapons. Yeah, immortal weapons. Yeah, and that was supposed to be, uh, you know, just a that was supposed to be, and then the other one was supposed to come back, but it was pretty obvious that that wasn't happening after a while because you know the solicits never showed it. So, uh, and I have no idea why that book had so much good buzz was building was building an audience. Yeah, and then it just it it absolutely disappeared. Yeah, I think I think it was a casualty of the secret invasion purge. Where they, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it's don't get me started. Um, oh no, we need to get you started. So, that was no. You could stop. be the I'm you not, could be this. I'm this, not, this I am not. No, you could be the spark not, that Mister Swazirsky needs. Swazinski. Nice. Swazinski. Swazinski. Yeah. Let me uh, let me flip the script real quick. Let me. Uh, I just want to Rub give a praise. Down. Vince. Vince has talked about this book gushingly at <gasps> significant length at a prior episode, so I don't want to spend too much time on it. But I did finally. Um, uh, I bought all three Bean World hardcovers. Oh, I and, uh, and I read the first. So yeah, I took a little chance in case it's. I'm, it shows you how I'm dumb and impulsive I am. I bought all three together, and if I had hated the first, then that would have been a waste of money. But, but uh, no, I read the first hardcover this week, and um, I thought it was fantastic. Uh, nice. You know, I made I, I gave Vince a lot of shit for it because I was like fucking beans, but uh, it's not. He's right. It's it's they could be anything. Like the fact that they're it's called Bean World's irrelevant. Like it's just they're 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 you know. Uh, and I wanted to, as I was reading it, I was thinking about. I don't know if you guys ever played. It was a very popular computer game uh, called Lemmings. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. I, I thought this was like lemmings with heart. You know what I mean? Like in the sense that, like these <laughs> beans, like they're, they're whole. Like they use they, everything about this little world is is put to use, right? Like every single thing that these guys come across is found. They find a use for it, and it's like that's what lemmings is. Like there's you got these lemmings and these little creatures, and you got to find a way to make every little tool you have work to get them from 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 point A to point B and subsist. And that's like Bean World was that, but then obviously Martyr has he he takes this tapestry where seemingly it's a pretty simplistic world where everything is is symbiotic and then at the same time though he he you know pretty overtly layers in a lot of you know 
philosophical and quasi-religious and and uh, political you know scenarios yeah. into it and it's uh it's just you know it it really does defy description i mean it really is a book uh that is is i think describing what what it is you're seeing on the page is it does not do reading it justice um uh it the, was thing, super- the thing is Go ahead. No, I, when the, the the telling part of the description is it's not a place, it's a process. That is, that's all you yeah. need to know. It, it's like slitting open the chest cavity of a human being, a still living human being, and just watching the body work. That's yeah. what Bean World yeah. is. You know, you have all these organs that work in tandem and each complements the other. That's that's exactly what Bean World is. Cool. And it's funny um, because in this very simple way, he takes advantage of. I mean, he he deals with like individuality versus conformity. I mean, and you know, he deals with religion and socialism and um, you know, and uh, innovation. Like it's just it's. Yeah. He, I, I heard him in an interview, and I, I, I'm sorry, whoever – I forget who it was where I heard him, so I apologize to whoever – whatever show it was I listened to him. But when he was bringing it back, and he was talking about how – when I, I, I'd, heard, I'd heard the interview, obviously, before I'd read the book, and he was talking about how he had some regrets because he feels like it was – you know, being World was before, ahead of its time, and that, you know, he wished he had maybe put it out now for the first time because it would have been well-received. And I, I remember hearing him say that, and I'm like, ah, it's very self-serving. Like, of course you think that. But now that I've read it, I actually agree. I think that <laughs> – I think that he he actually was correct in that, I, and, and I can imagine how in 1985, I think it was when the first came out, that Around it probably it didn't didn't resonate as well as it does today with the audience of today, which is a little bit more, you know, oh, mature. I, I think older. it I think it sold a hell of a lot more copies than even the best selling indie of today. But yeah, you oh know, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, so, yeah. but but um, so, so hats off to you, and uh, and I can't wait to dig into the uh, the next two. I'm gonna the, read the, them. Probably. Another thing I love about the book is they each have. Like Mr. Spook, they each have their own individual personalities, but they're still slaves to the process. The, like the the Chow soldiers have to go in, and and fight the the Hoi Polloi to to get the the Chow, and it's like they don't they know why they're doing it, and, and but they don't have a say in the matter. They have to do it. It's either you do it or you don't exist anymore. What is that saying about? You know our existence. I mean, we each are individuals, but we all are part of this whole big process. And where do we where do we fit in? Yeah. And, and it that's, and, that's it's, and it's true, right? I mean, it's you know, I mean, even even the mo- I mean, you know, no matter how much we think we all have control, I mean, I, I I'm sure I'm not alone in saying there are times where I sort of, in a moment of of reflection, think, wow, you know, a good chunk of my life is very formulaic, like, and that's just like being a human being, right? If you like, I have a job, I have a family, like a lot of my like each week, if you segment it, it's pretty formulaic, right? Like I get up, yeah. I go to work, like like, and and even though I like to think I have a lot of interests and sort of try and keep a varied lifestyle, like you know, if you do the math, it's like seventy, eighty percent of your life is pretty much like like rote. You know what I mean? It's like it's just like rote, like 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 just every day is the same every day. And uh, yeah, and then if you if you think of it that way, it can kind of. I think he he yeah. kind of zeroed in on that. So so mad, mad props to you for for pushing Jeez. me to try it because it, it sounded weird when you described it, but uh, but I, I I appreciate your persistence. And, uh, all no, all except for all except for Beanish. Beanish is the wild card. He he's he's the inspiration. Well, and he's the art. He's the artist, right? So that right. He, but he he actively chose not to be a chow soldier and wanted to right. be an artist. So you can break the process, well, I uh, guess, to a certain but extent. See, but isn't but that in, in breaking the process, he still feeds the process. But I got the sense that that was the same as as Mr. Spook and Professor Garbanzo too. Like that, they were all that 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 each of these guys sort of were individuals that th- their beans that kind of stood out, and then they had their reckoning, and then they became you know then they kind of broke out from the pack and had their own own. 
own role to play. Like I, like I just got the sense that Beanish was the latest, but he was kind of more a kindred spirit to Spook and Garbanzo, and that maybe, they each maybe have... maybe Beanish is novelty. Well, How about that? Mm, M- maybe he's maybe he's the trend, the new, the different, and the new hotness. He he's the the I hate this word, the paradigm shift that influences everything, changes everything below him. So that that's what Beanish could be. But you know what? I'm glad you brought Bean World up because I read something this week that is very similar, uh, not thematically, but stylistically to Bean World. Okay. And I chose it uh, not because there's been a fair amount of, of chatter on the forum uh, concerning this writer-artist. And you can find our forum where, David? Forum.bullpenbulletinspodcast.com or 11oclockcomics.com. Right. Woo-hoo. And uh, I was asked to mention that we have a drawing board forum that's currently having a lot of neat projects. Dave A. Yes. and and Sim Starkiller, Starkiller and the boys really wish you would stop by and either view and or join these little projects that we have. But but anyway, um, uh, there's been a lot of chatter about this man and his works on our forum recently, but this year marks the 10th anniversary of the publication of this book. T- time does fly. Uh, this guy... Uh, this artist, this writer, as revealed in the back pages of the book, uh, had worked in a Chinese restaurant for six years before quitting his job to create this very book. And the rest, as they say, is history. It's Top Shelf's Monkey vs. Robot by the incredibly prolific cartoonist and a dude that ranks way up high on my list of favorite artists, James Kachalka. Oh, Yay! Uh, yes. Yay! Yeah. Uh, it's really simple. The, the, uh, like his style of drawing, the book, the, the, uh, themes of the book are very simple. A tribe of monkeys living their lives the, the only way they know how, off the land, existing mm-hmm. and, you know, enjoying themselves, suddenly encounters a group of robots who begin to harvest and pillage the land for its resources in order to power their factory. And, uh, in, in creating their little industrial corner of the jungle they have of course waste material and when one of the monkeys dies uh, from coming into contact with the waste material the monkeys take it upon themselves to eradicate their existence uh, eradicate these robots from their existence and the the robots don't understand the monkeys because they're organic and they want to eradicate them from existence and that's basically what the book is about it's about uh, progress versus, say, the old ways or the physical versus the spiritual, industry versus nature. Uh, you can even go as far as to say it's uh, science versus mysticism or myself versus Mr. Zach Cruzy. Uh, <laughs> but the thing I really wanted to talk about this book has, David, you know, you all, you're all familiar with Kachalka's style, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Sure. Yeah. Very... Uh, simplistic style, but that's what I want to talk about because, uh, in a lot of, I mean, we see this all over the place. Simplicity of style is not indicative of, uh, say a slight narrative content where just because it's, it's simple, you, you have these people that immediately base a decision on the content in terms of the style. Yeah, Kachalka has distilled his style down to only the most essential elements. He's mm-hmm. it's it's boiled down to the bone. There's no noise. It's all signal. Uh, it's a minimalism, uh, an economy of line that to the uninitiated or the just plain stupid, it somehow con- connotes inexper- uh, inexperience 
or a lack of ability or in terms of comics like it's it's deemed juvenile or frivolous that drives me crazy when when people say you know my little jimmy can draw better than that you know as if uh, pages and pages God of damn it Vince. oh he's pissed he's going to go slap around some his dog slap some hose oh poor I, sto- I, sto- I stopped you early so it was, yeah, yeah. it just started to crack, and it was pages and pages is where you left off. Speaking right of Bean there. World, there's a um, next week under uh, the category of MySpace Dark Horse Presents, there will be a new Bean World story from Larry. Really? Hall. Oh, yep. sweet. Short story. Oh, good looking go out. Up. Yeah, actually, I have to uh, say good looking out to Mr. Tom Caters, who uh, I, I found out about the link. From him, so um, and I purchased the because I haven't read the original stories early on mm-hmm. in years. I haven't, uh, so I, I I picked up the um, the three hard covers. Actually, they came today, so I'm uh, as soon as I, I nice. finish up. You. Yeah, I know. I'm all grossed up, so I'm going to um, <laughs> check out. I got to finish Young Liars. I'm I'm uh, halfway through the second trade. Going to get done with the third and. Uh, Get started on uh, on B World and and just start from the beginning because I don't want to uh, I don't want to go by memory on what I what I try to remember. So that should nice. be fun. Oh, and, and speaking of, uh, of of Mr. Martyr, um, my little C two E two plug, Larry Martyr is going to be at C two E two. Nice guy. So is uh, Dash Shaw. Read this is Dalvin Forms. Read Doom War. Have Black Panther in it. Support Black Panther. Let's see more Black Panther. Because I swear if you don't, I will punch you in the face. And just remember, if there's more than two fingers, you know the rest. Peace out. Hey, Darl again. I want you all to check out Daredevil. Andy Diggle is kicking ass on Daredevil. And Del Toro's art on that book is beautiful. Check it out. Give it a chance. I think it's worth it. Also, check out Gail Simone's Secret Six. That book is hot. It's got all the the themes and all the the goodness of Secret Six and Suicide Squad, and they also had a little um, crossover with and John Ostrander, who did a kick-ass job when he originally came up with the uh, Suicide Squad back in the day, and um, support that book. Go back and support. Anything John Ostrand is doing because he he gave us some good work. So I suggest you buy them. Go back and buy them. If you don't, I repeat, I will punch you in the face. Later. All right, let's try this again. 
pages not, and pages. Right, not from the beginning. But it, it's it's almost as if this these pages and pages, like I said, of excess no, excess noodling or flash and, and ELO-esque overproduction, and I love ELO, but you have to admit their stuff was really produced. Um, as if, yeah, but... but it- but it was genius. It, it was, but it's it's still flowery and bombastic and way too much effort for what they could have done. But anyway, <laughs> it's as if all this intense line work automatically instills more value into the work, as if it's better because it took longer. That drives me crazy, because when you look at Kachalka's style, everything you need to know is there. there there's, there's nothing flowery or overworked i mean every line is important and what he doesn't need he doesn't put in right i I think that's genius and that doesn't come from laziness or uh trepidation or inexperience that comes from confidence Mm -hmm. i mean well you have to have uh battle scars from the 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 publishing to to have a style like this and go into it with the confidence that it's going to be accepted on the same level as say something from Ethan Van Skyver with all those bazillion lines that well, really you, though, don't that, add anything to the story. They don't. But that's a great point. But do you think it is accepted as much as Ethan Van Skyver? No, of course it's not. Because okay, because know, yeah. no, there's there's definitely a prejudice against uh, spare work or economic work, economical. See, work. it's funny because. I I think I actually am a big fan of spare work, but I I I, I would not consider myself a Kachaka fan. Why? I, I again, it's I, I don't. We've we've talked about Kachaka before. I don't find his style visually pleasing to my eye. Hmm. That's cool. I, that again, is I that again, is I'm cool. Not, I'm not trying to disparage. But you would admit I'm, that, I'm not, yeah. Yeah, it just does. Like, uh, like the he did the he was the one that did the Hulk thing in Strange Tales, right? Like yes. that was him. Yeah, it just it just no way, dude. And and, and it's funny because <laughs> when I when I when I looked at it, it reminds me of a lot of the uh, it reminds me from a cartoony perspective of a lot of uh, Ralph Bakshi's work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I've never been a Bakshi fan. I don't like Bakshi stuff at all. It's just that style again. It's like again, I'm not criticizing he's, but that particular style for me doesn't work. Just oh, it, well, that's, not at all. that's very honest of you. That, that's good. Uh, like, uh, like I know. I, in fact, I keep the boys from watching SpongeBob SquarePants for the same reason. Oh my that, god! Like, well, now see, that's just the long nose, the long like the li- like it just it bothers the shit out of me. I don't that, watch it. That's a crime because SpongeBob is probably one of the best car- cartoons ever produced. It may well be, but no, really. I mean, visually, I it's stunning. Uh, do you like Do you like Crumb? No, oh. real. I didn't think he would. Real. Oh. Yeah, no, if I had to put money on it, wow. I would have said that. Wow, really? Yikes! I, hi, my name's Jason, and I'm a. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a Crumb fan. Wow, that's no, cool. Not at, all. not at all. You got balls really? on you, boy. You do because. It, there's a trend right now, especially right now with Crumb, that if you want to be regarded as one of the comic book sure. intelligentsia, you're like, oh, yes, I yeah. love Crumb. And you're just like, no, nah, man, he doesn't do anything I have anything no desire to be a comic intelligentsia. I, like, I, I enjoy having a podcast with you boys for an hour or hour or two a week. I don't need to, I, you know, cool. hey, I like what I like. I mean, I, again, yeah, I, I, cool. I come from this, like, you know, people know my, 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 I was going to say my religious views or my non-religious views. But again, I always say that at least that's informed by, I went to Catholic school, I've read quite a, Quite, quite a bit of the Bible, so at least I'm coming at it. You may not agree with my viewpoints, but at least I'm not like just some, you know, uh, uneducated imbecile who's just uh, against. It's the same thing with like I, I've I've actually read a bunch of Crumb. I've tried to to sort of, and again, I it's someone I can appreciate. Like I appreciate his position in the in in the medium and all he's done for it. But but I don't. 
I just his visual aesthetic just doesn't do much for me. So that's I cool. just I don't. That's good. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, what what a um, Renaissance man Kachalka is. Uh, comic book writer, artist. He's a recording artist, a composer. Uh, the, the guy can do seemingly everything. I, I see brilliance in his style. That's why I like this this foursome that we have here because where you leave off, I can pick up, and then Chris can pick up where I. And then, which is neat because we all love what we love. But I, I mean, I think James is just woo, amazing, an amazing talent. Autobiographical comics. He was one of the first guys to to. Uh, attempt those and in terms of pages of mm-hmm. comic art i think kachalka's up there i mean the guy is just a machine just working constantly on on comics but i mean it, it's all worth nothing if you don't dig the style so there you right. go Woohoo! Hey, I got um in the uh, in the the package where I got the uh, the three Bean World books. Mm-hmm. I got another work which I have not read yet, but I did look through it a little bit, and um, I wanted to bring it up. Uh, it's uh it's Scud the uh, disposable assassin. It's ah, the complete, nice. Complete yeah, Scud. I have that, um, but I've never read it. Yeah, I haven't read it yet either, but I did. I picked it up. It was uh, it was on sale, and, and I had always been curious about it. It's a great collected edition. It's um it's it's every you know the, it's the complete Scud oh, from. The whole shebang, yeah. Um, but the, the reason I wanted to bring it up is that, again, all I've done is I've paged through it, so I haven't read it yet. But do you know who, what the style of Scud reminds me of? Oh, uh, <sighs> Stick Fuzz. No. <laughs> the toys, those are great. Yeah, Stick um, Fuzz. Oh, shit. But you're on the right <laughs> path. You're on the right path. It reminds me of our boy, Julian Lytle's Ants. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Yeah, it's there. Yeah. yeah. But, right. I, uh, some of the characters that Julian draws in Ants, I think, are very evocative of Scud. The way that uh, that Shrab, that Shrab uh, draws Scud, uh, and I was like, "Damn!" I'm like, Julian is informed by Rob Shrab. Maybe. So yeah. I don't know if he is or not, but I, I'd love. I know Julian listens. Julian, if 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 I don't know if he's an inspiration or if you're a fan of his, but if you are, I'd love to hear it. If you're not, you got to check out Scud, uh, the whole shebang, because um, I think he he he's it's it's pretty entertaining storytelling, and I think he's very evocative of uh, ants. So yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Julian cracks me up. He does. He's on fire. Oh my god, you know, guys! Mm-hmm. Do you read his tweets? Because he tweets oh. during 24, and I've never watched 24 until this year. You I don't started have watching. To. <laughs> yeah, really. You don't have to. Just read his tweets. <laughs> you don't have to. And uh, and. Um, Sean Pryor, uh, you know, uh, the Stan Leroy, uh, PKD Media. Sean uh, started a podcast. It's pretty good. And I, I listened to it, uh, I think, episode 12. He took Julian's tweets from 24 for the first four hours of this season. And he read them as though it was a uh, like an audio book. And, you know, with, with, and, and it was fucking brilliant. Sean Pryor reading Julian's tweets about 24 was better than the first four hours of 24. It was insanely wow. entertaining. So much love to Sean for that and much love to Julian for, you know, I mean, I, I, I like to, uh, you know, speak a little uh, slanguish every now and then and uh, I'm into the hip-hop culture and all that, but I could never, ever even attempt to uh, be as on point with the uh, with the verbal slanguistics as Julian is. It's yeah. crazy. That's awesome. I, I need Garrett Morris by my side to understand some of that stuff because <laughs> I, I, I just don't get it. Sorry. Chump don't want help. Chump don't get help. Yeah, I, I mean, we, we, we talk about it quite a bit, and, and I know that we have quite a few listeners out there that, that probably don't frequent the forum or, yeah. or a and part you should. of the I wait. I was stunned today. At one mm-hmm. point today, we had 45 guests on. That's probably all. Bonded. Forty. Well, 
Oh, if you if you, bots. if you if you stop by our forum and just check it out, we would like you to be family. Don't just stop Probably in, look around. Seen, just join. Seen, seen we'll have a good time. Like yeah, we'll have a good time. Stop in. We'll treat you. You'll get a Christmas card. So there you go. It, it's it, we've got we've got a good group at the at the forum. It really is. Yeah. It's it's a lot of it's a lot of fun. I want to throttle a few of them from time to time. Yeah, yeah it got even day. better this week. You got even better this week. Yeah. Like that yep. damn, that damn Zach Crusey and his damn logic. Stop it. <laughs> um, I got something. Good. Yeah, you call it the priest. It, it, it is something that we have talked about on the show before. Um, I, I, um, there's this thing that, that goes on over at iFanboy every year and it's called Stack Week. Are you guys familiar with Stack Week at iFanboy? No. Okay. Um, a lot of most comic fans have a a, a, a Regina pile, right? Or is it Regine? Oh, Regina. Regina. It's, Regina. It's Regina. Rhymes with Regina. Yeah, it's yeah. Crazy. yeah. Your, your Regina pile is, you know, your 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 stack of to read books, yeah. and and all the folks over at, at iFanboy, all the staffers there have their their stacks that accumulate, and then once a year, um, everyone kind of tries to plow through their their to read stack and and write an article about it. Well, I did I did my column today and it was uh it was called um uh your stack week your stack week diet eat your comics. And and so I um you, you go over to iFanboy and and and, the, and read the column. So I put a little different twist on it, but um I I kind of um took the the chance in the last week to catch up on some stuff that I have really been wanting to read. And uh and two things. Um the first one is School, uh, a ghost a ghost story oh, by sweet. by Brian Dufferdine. Yes. Uh, the, the first collected edition came out and I got it in my last DCBS shipment. Awesome. It is, um, it is by Brian Defferding, who, if you have ever met at a convention and, uh, and if you go to any conventions in the Midwest, chances are you have met Brian because he is just this big, happy personality that, that just beacons you from the middle of Artist Alley to come and talk to him you and need check to out smile his stuff. before you meet him. Oh, yeah. He, he's quite possibly the nicest guy in the world. Um, always smiling, high energy, incredibly enthusiastic, loves comics, loves making comics, loves talking about comics, and his comic is nothing like his personality. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it is a dark, twisted, fucked up piece of gothic really? horror. Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. yes. yeah. Which is it, why he's probably as upbeat as he is. Yeah, it works I'm, out I'm telling, um, school actually scares me when yeah. I read it. Yeah. yeah. I love it his is, style. Oh my it, god. It is creepy. It is it is like, you know, like spiders on your skin creepy. It just yeah. is like, oh, how did he come up with this? <laughs> um but uh but the first collected edition is that you can get it through uh probably in stock and then you can get it through DCB service and uh it, it it's fantastic. It is it is dark and dreary. Uh, his style is is his and his alone. It has a very mini comics feel to it, but it is a dark, 
gothic horror story that um man there there are layers to it that as you get into the story it uh, it just it slowly reveals itself but but school uh, ghost story by Brian Deferding and you can find that at uh Deftune is it is it uh deftunes.deftoons Yep. Yes. Or you can get it from our sponsor, DCBS. Yes. yes. Yeah, um, the, the first was it? Is it uh, four issues, and then mm-hmm. the, the, the fifth, fifth was like is a going double. to be a, a graphic novel. Yeah. It's going to be a, a, a full size, separate, just complete, an original graphic novel format, I guess. But yeah, I have. Um, actually, I think I have doubles of the first couple issues because I bought them at Wizard World and then uh, recently DCBS had the offer with uh, with a poster and, and uh, oh, yeah. with the whole kit and caboodle so I got that too. Yeah, it's creepy. It, 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 it is a just creepy ass give you the willies kind of piece of work but, but Brian once again, cheeriest, happiest guy I've ever met in my life. Yep. Yeah. It's just it's and he's from Appleton, Wisconsin which is, it just is perfect. <laughs> Sorry, this happy Wisconsin guy. Um, the The next one is um, is a graphic novel from uh, Matt Phelan, I believe is how you pronounce it, and it's called "The Storm in the Barn," and it is from Candlewick Press. It retails for uh, twenty four ninety nine. It's a hardcover, and uh, um, Jason, you may want to check this one out. I think this is a good one for maybe your your oldest boy. To read, mm-hmm. if you're fine with um, with like um, Wizard of Oz level um, yeah. spookiness, yeah, I we just I, read. Uh, yeah, we've as you know, we've read Scotty's uh, the, the, yeah. that uh, yeah a ton of times. Sure, if you're if you're good with like um, uh, yeah the the wicked witch level level kind of spookiness, you'll be fine with this. But the storm in the barn is an absolutely beautiful um, um, pencil and watercolor. Um, art, you know, art style. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's about uh, it's set in the American Dust Bowl era, and it's about uh, a young boy named Jack as he kind of um, it, it. It's a hard coming of age story because he's uh, the son of a farmer in the Dust Bowl, and kind of the the backbone of the book is Jack trying to prove himself to his father. And whenever you're the son of a farmer that can't farm, it, it becomes very, very difficult for you to prove yourself to your father. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's a tearjerker of a book as this, as this, you know, probably 10 year old, 11, 12 year old boy tries to, to come of age in a world that just won't let him because there's nothing there's nothing to prove because your livelihood has been taken away from you um mm-hmm. as he goes through that um and and the problems with his family in this town that is absolutely just on the ropes because everyone's livelihood has been taken away and and how the dust bowl pushes these people to do things that um that are just inhuman because they they have so much rage built up inside of them that they have to find something to take it out on and this young boy finds something in a barn from uh the these neighbors that went to California and um he uh 
basically has to has to find the strength in himself to uh, um, uh, to, to overcome this you know this, this this huge this huge challenge that uh, um, that you that you root for him and and after he does it, uh, it it validates his strength as a person. I mean, it is really a, a touching story, and I don't want to ruin it. I don't want to spoil it. You you really have to read it to to kind of get the gist of it. But it is a completely worthwhile read. So um, um, I, I think out of all of us, I think Jason will will enjoy it probably the most. I think I, I think Vince will appreciate it from the art standpoint, and David would would get um, would get a lot of enjoyment for it. But whenever I read it, I was like, man, this is something that Jason can read with with his uh, with his boys oh, and nice. really enjoy it. So cool. the storm in the the storm in the barn from Candlewick Press. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, uh, I'm looking at it here on Amazon now. It's, uh, it's beautiful. It's, uh, and there's a lot of pages on the previews, so it's, uh, yeah. What are you snickering about, you little bastard? He, he loves to clog the pipes with the browser, That's doesn't it, he? Wait, do I not sound? No, no you sound perfect. Well, David, David was, David was snickering. You're wonderful. No. <laughs> Blame it on David. Why not? Uh, since we're all what going we indie, indie comics, oh, uh-huh. I, I just want to talk about one real quick. I finally got around to reading this, and I'm not going to say too much about it because you've probably heard Tom Caters go off on this on AC. Uh, Orkstain, number one. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, my nice. good God, is this thing. <laughs> I, I read Orkstain, and I was like, dude, he wrote this for Vince. He did. He did. <laughs> um, it, you know, not in terms of line style, but as far as the roots up, Square One world creation and, and character design. I see a lot of Vaughn and Mark Bodie in, in James Stokoe's work. A lot of, of Vaughn Bodie in here. It's, and if, if, like Cheech Wizard, any of you familiar with, with Cheech Wizard? Vaughn Bodie? I'm familiar with Cheech Marin. Uh, that, that's not the same thing. <laughs> High five. Uh, ignorant savages. But, um. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's pearls before pigs. He he. he this is going to be a, a legendary piece of work because I can tell right from the first page this guy has a plan. The entire what I'm assuming will be the entire series. He's mapped it out in. He's got a um a mission statement, and it's the first two sentences of the book. For a million millennia, the world has cracked and convulsed under the indomitable mob of the orc. Savage, bloodthirsty creatures, they are without number, staining nearly every corner of the globe. That is cool. And what this book is about is uh, an orc, an orc czar, actually, unites all the orc tribes. Because if you've ever played a game with orcs in it, like Warhammer or uh, a similar game, you know orcs can't even agree amongst themselves. They're warlike, belligerent, savage beasts, uh, cutthroats, but this, this czar has somehow organized the orc tribes and they're spreading across the globe. But there's always a unique one like Beanish and Bean World. There's a one-eyed orc who's very adept at cracking safes and opening areas where he doesn't belong to get at things. And that's, we just were introduced to the first, um, this one-eyed orc. There's uh, war in it, and just alien landscapes and creatures. There's a a, a bear that's a safe. It, it will look kind of looks like a bear, and they made a point of saying it's not a bear. But there's something stored in the, in in the creature's belly, and they're trying to pick it. And there's an alarm connected to the 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 
quote safe and, it, and it's a, it's a bur- it's a living it's a living alarm there there's there's sex and drug use and the style Stoko style is amazing the living it, alarm was awesome it, yeah it's like part paul pope I was dazzled. I was stunned at the amount of, of, and again, it's completely unlike Kachalka because the detail in this book, this, the pages two and three, you see the entire landscape and this huge war going on and just thousands of little orcs beating the shit out of this other group of characters. And it's incredible. Chris, what did you think about the detail? It's amazing. That, that book, it almost defies explanation. It is, um, um, Jason had, had mentioned, um, Ralph Bakshi. 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 Um, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> Wazirsky. Bakshi, Mishki, Bakshi. Uh, the Big Wabowski. Uh, it's got that, that kind of 1970s animated Lord of the Rings feel to it a little bit. It's, um, you know, cause it's got the orcs and, and all that. It's, um, it, it's it's yeah. world world building. That's what it is. He's building it, an entire it's, world. It's world building. It's it's this drug induced. Yeah, get, get this, Jason. In the belly of the creature that houses the safe, there's another creature, mm-hmm. and and the they bo- they burn it, and there's a, a liquid within the creature, and they ingest it, and they start tripping, and then they screw. Sweet. Come on, hang it out, dude. Bang, bang. It, it is. It, it is. Um. It it's unique. But yeah. It's it's, it's okay. The, it's derivative. It's derivative of so many different things. Wow. But it is completely unique in its distilled self. Mm-hmm. There's, you know what there, I mean? There's a language so, and a jargon yeah. in this thing. Yeah. Um. Uh, there's a. A hierarchy within the orc culture where they're not named, they're numbered. They don't have individual names, but they're they're numbered based on their achievements. Yeah, like it, uh, it, it, it's it's you take a you know early um, Lord of the Rings, mix it with seventies um, dystopian drug culture, um, and you present uh, it in two thousand ten with a modern spin. I mean, it's it it, it, it defy it defies explanation, but it, it, it is it's very it is awesome. it's very indebted to Von Bodie. It just just Google Von Bodie, B O D E, and and you'll see that he has created worlds very similar to this. And you get to see orc dick. There's 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 orc genitalia. No, right uh, the the proper term is orc junk. Actually, there's a word for it in here, isn't there? For the for the the the, the junk. It's it's the name it's it is the title of an around comics episode. It is. So I, it is, I it is called. Vince would know that if he ever listened to your show. <laughs> I know. I know. It's called. It's called Orc Junk. Thank you very much. But it's not called Orc Junk. There's a name for it. It's Orc. It starts. It's. The, <laughs> no, it's. It's not. Now it's going to kill me until I find it. But anyway. <laughs> um, but, it's Orc stands awesome. It, it, it is. is it's it is wonderful. Awesome. It's wonderful. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's it's totally dazzling. It's like grown, uh, not grown up, but it's like adult themed fantasy adventures with drugs, sex, killing. So it's sort of like the uh, World of Warcraft commercial with Mister T. No, no, no. It's, no, it's uh, you. You just have to read it and set it down and go. Wow, that was awesome. <laughs> it's I. Yeah, it's. 
yeah, Orcs thing is it, awesome. It's called a, gr- a Gronch. Uh-huh. That's that's what it's called. Oh, the, nice. The, the private. It's called a Gronch. Yeah, it's, uh, that's Orc for Orc chunk. I'm gonna throw a little something at you guys. A little, little, little think, little think piece. A little something, something. Oh, another um, think piece. What have you been no, ingesting? No. I know, right? Yeah, it's it's the shrooms. Um, let's let's uh, you know, Vince made a little uh, reference last week to how um, Mark Miller keeps surprising him in the positive. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna throw something at you on the flip side. The flip side. It's, Would it be? It's been it's been a while since I think Mark Wade's been a top of his craft writer. Really. Wow. And and I just read the first two trades of um, Irredeemable, Irredeemable and the first yeah. three issues of Incorruptible, and I don't get the hype. I, I do not understand. Really? Weird. I, I think they are meandering, boring, predictable issues that I honestly feel like I could have written, and that's that's not a compliment because wow. I'm not a comic book writer. You know, I, really? I keep... I, yeah, I like keep, Irredeemable. I don't know. It's something about that company, I, I just... I, I can't get into the stuff. Yeah, I, tried. I, mean, I, I, tried. Again, I know we're trying to be positive and all, but I I read all of this because I mean I uh, a lot of people can say, dude, you got it. I gave Irredeemable the first one issue a try, and then said I didn't wasn't going to keep up with it. And then people say you got to give it a try; it really picks up. So I got the trades; they were on sale, and and I read them, and and they you know they weren't the, they weren't horrible. I mean, it wasn't like I was like this is just because then I wouldn't have read the second one, but I was just like you know like uh, ten issues into it, I. I knew it was going this way, and I don't like. There's nothing like okay. So it's 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 what if Superman was evil? I get it. Like I don't like. I guess I feel like reading it. It's like you know. I think Mark Wade is writing this in part to show that he's capable of not being like Mister Silver Age happy. You know, Mark Wade, and he's showing like I can do evil guys too. But I kind of feel like in his attempt to do evil guys, he's proving he can't. Like because like I feel like I read something by like Ennis or Warren Ellis in that same vein and. It's actually like raw. It's raw and nasty, and you. It's just you, you really feel like these people are deplorable members of society. When I read Wade's version, it's like he's doing deplorable things, but it's like what a more. It's like as though a Mormon tries to write a sinner. It's like it. It doesn't. It's. I'm seeing it on the page, but I'm not really feeling it in the script. I'm feeling it like it's. It's a really nice guy trying to figure out how to write a really nasty guy. If that makes mm. sense. Hmm. I thought Mark Wade was evil. I, yeah, guess exactly. I guess he's exactly. not. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, I know a lot of people out there are digging it, and that's cool, and I'd love to hear, like, why you're digging it, but I just, it, I, I was thinking, but but reading this all made me think, you know, when was the last time a Mark Wade penned work really, I really grooved on? And uh, and I can't, I don't want to count 52, because that was a collaborative work between a lot of guys. So, outside of 52, I can't remember the last time I thought Wade was, like, one of the top writers in the craft. Fantastic, Fantastic Four. Four. Yeah, I guess that's maybe it, and I, you know, I mean, and and I and, and uh, well, you're, you'll catch up in the hardcovers, but he's been doing great on Amazing Spider-Man. I feel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm behind on that because I have the hardcovers. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Maybe that's so. Okay. But yeah, I mean, I can't tell you when the last time I read, um, a DC work by him that I thought, oh crap, this is great. I, mm-hmm. I mean, going back like the Flash or something, but. Uh, Irredeemable, I have, I think I read the first maybe four or five issues, I have them, and I just, I I guess the, well, put it bluntly, I, I forgot about them. I, I read them and I didn't feel the need to find out what's happening next or what's, I mean, I'll, I'll probably go back to it. It's, it's. I mean, the the Krauss art is, mm-hmm. is good, and, uh, and it's... Who's the, who's the artist on it? Peter Krauss. Oh, okay. And, uh... 
and and it, it it's kind of Ordway-ish in a way. The uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's true. But the uh, you know, it's it's Wade, and 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 Wade's one of the writers who uh, he 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 gets a buy for me. I'll 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 give it a shot. I'll, I'll give okay. it a pass and 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 check it out. And uh, and but you know, I don't. I'm probably not as as harsh on it as as you are, but yeah, it's, there, there's nothing about it that makes me want. I mean, I still have yet to read uh, what's the other Trinity, one? Trinity, or, no, Corruptible, or, or Incorruptible, yeah. Incorruptible. So, um, you know, I, I haven't tried that one yet, but I um, I was going to say, I guess I like more of his mainstream stuff, but I mean, this is still a superhero comic book. So to me, that it's 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 boom, it's the back of the book. Back oh, in the company, but it's it's uh, it's all those damn back of the catalog. I know, but I don't. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's, it's a superhero story, but I don't consider the company a mainstream company. Mm-hmm. So it's, mm-hmm. I guess, I just like his 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 more mainstream work. I, I like Irredeemable. I, I've enjoyed <laughs> it. Um, the The problem with Irredeemable is that there are other books out that are similar to it right now. Um, there's a is it. Um, uh, I, I get them mixed up. Is it, is it Gage or, or Guggenheim that's doing the um, um, the series over at um, God is it Avatar? And I read the first. Oh, oh you, Gage. you Super God? That's Ellis. Oh, that, that, that's, that's Ellis. Ellis yeah. No, 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 no. It's um, psh, shit. I think I think I know what he's talking about, but it is. I think I th- it, it, it's Gage. Um, okay. Shit, I can't remember. But the, the, I think the class of this very similar type story is the Mighty. Well, I was going to say the Mighty yeah. just came out, right? And uh, and, and you've also ended. obviously got the Boys, which is, I mean, thematically not dissimilar. I mean, it's, it's yeah. it, the Boys is a different perspective because you're looking at it from the lens yeah. of a group trying to go at these villains. But 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 it's it's not dissimilar. I mean, Absolution. It, that's the name. That's oh, it. okay. I'm not yeah. reading that. Okay, okay. It, it's similar. It, it's if you read Irredeemable and and The Mighty and Absolution, it, it's you know twists on on a on a very similar theme. But um, and I and I think The Mighty has been has been the class out of those. But no, I mean Wade. Wade's a damn good writer, and it I is. like I I like Irredeemable. It's is it the best comic on the stands? No. You, know, it, it, you would hear me um, harping on it every week if it was, but it's it's enjoyable. I, I like it probably as well as ninety percent of the other mainstream superhero comics coming out. Okay, okay. So yeah, I mean, I definitely don't feel that way about it, but uh, yeah, I mean, is, is, is it is it better than Dark Avengers? Yeah, not for me, but I mean, not for me, it isn't. But uh, you know. <laughs> Is, yeah. it, is it is it better than than the last Dokken comic? You know. It's, well, yeah, but I'm not reading that. It depends on who it's wrote it. It's better than it, I'll tell you this. It's better than Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to disagree with you because Justice League had, and I I threw this out there. Okay, for all the yeah. people that think I'm a Marvel basher, I threw this out there on the last episode of AC. Is that mm-hmm. DC really needs to look at what Marvel has done with the Avengers oh, yeah, and, yeah. and say, you know what, the JLA needs to be the centerpiece comic in, yeah. in our universe. Right now, Green Lantern is, oh, and, and it, will, it will shift, but I really hope that, that DC comes back to the idea that the JLA needs mm-hmm. to be the centerpiece of their universe because that's what, that's what Bendis has done 
at at Marvel, and it is without a doubt an Avengers universe there. And I think yeah. that is a great thing. What's up, eleven o'clockers? It's Haas. Just wanted to say hi, and um, I think I'm leaving my LCX. Not because I don't love it, because I do. I've been going there for over 20 years, but they can only give me a 10% discount. And that's what he can afford, so I can't really shame him. I mean, he's trying to run a business. But price of comps are going up, and my wallet is not getting any bigger. So I'm making a switch to DCBS. I ordered a few things over the year, and I've been pretty happy with it. So um, that's about it. I'll still go to my LCS maybe you know once a month to pick up a couple of issues or some sweet ass draw boxes because draw boxes are sweet. You should buy some people. But um, that's about it. Haas, I am out. And what's up, Chris Neesman? I'm really gonna miss AC. You not give you a lot of crap. Um, you're a good dude. Hi, right, peeps. Haas, out. You gave me a great segue. Have you guys have you guys seen uh, Justice League Crisis on two uh, on two Earths yet? Not uh, yet. It came out yesterday, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, can you all hand me your geek card and uh, just go home? <laughs> Sorry, well, dude. Y- you can have mine forever then, because I probably will, will never see it. Vince, what? Never? Yeah. No, I have no interest in it. Vince, come Vince, on. I, I don't. All, out of all of us, Vince. You will love this. <sighs> okay. Apparently not. If it's, if he's never going to see it. He <laughs> probably never will. I'll see Planet Hulk before I see this. Wow. Uh, th- this took Planet Jeez. Hulk and kicked it down the street like a little bitch. I, 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 I take your word for it that it's very good. Okay. I just have no compulsion and, and to, to this, actually see th- it. This is why, and this is why Vince huh. will appreciate it. Whenever you take the restrictor plate of PG off and say, you know what, you have a P, you have the room to make a PG 13 presentation. What, what is, and, and I'm going to ask Vince, what is the first, the first inclination to do? Boobies. Okay. Ramp up no. the violence. Yeah. Not even a giggle. He's serious, man. He's, violence. You, ramp up the violence. Heart attack, you, yeah. You, yeah. you have said it before, Vince. It's the, the first inclination is to take it below the belt instead of above the neck. Right. This this movie, this animated feature, went the other way. It said, you know what? If we're going to have a PG-13 rating... Now there is there is there are great action fight scenes and there is some some bits and pieces of language that you may not want your five year old to uh, to be exposed yeah, to. Probably but nothing they, he hasn't heard before. They they took this and said, you know what? If our target is going to be thirteen, fifteen, and thirty six year olds, we're, we're gonna we're we're gonna make this we're gonna make it smart. We're gonna we're gonna take the rating of above the neck. And they explored the multiverse and alternate realities and deep philosophical questions. I I'm serious. Is Commandy in it? It's no, no, Commandy's okay. not, not in it, but I'm just asking just before no, you know. Um You've you've got you've got Owlman 
who is a very, very dark alter ego to, uh, or not alter ego, but, you know, a, a cipher for, for Batman in an alternate, in an alternate Earth, uh, in, in the, the Earth 2 or whatever they want, want to call oh, so, it. So it's the crime syndicate thing. Yeah, it's, it's the CSA, yeah. it's the CSA. And it, I, I'm telling you, Vince, watch this, you will dig it because they get into, well, okay, Planet Hulk, the comic, what we talked about, everything that was awesome about that, whenever you take it over to a 70-minute animated feature, you right. have to take out every all of the subtext, everything, all of the layers that made that an amazing piece of work. Yeah, rip the heart out of it, in other words. Yeah, and, and, then, yeah. It become, and then it becomes a, glad, a gladiator film, right. which is okay on the surface. You know, surface level, it works fine, but it ripped everything that, that made it a really transcendent piece of work. Right. Um, the, the Justice League crisis on, on two Earths, was fucking awesome. It, it was it was smart. It was um, the the level of animation alone, incredibly well choreographed. It was smooth. It felt natural. Uh, the acting, the direction in it was superb. It was to where Justice League, the New Frontier, is one. This is definitely one A. It is it is right there as probably one of my my favorite animated features of all time. Cool. But the best part and what what Vince will like more than anything is the uh, is the twelve minute Spectre uh, yeah. featurette. I heard that's that's pretty hot. Yeah. Dude, the animation on that looks great. It is. It is done in a completely 70s um, kind of porn film style. Nice. Uh, it's it's written by uh, written by Steve Niles, and it just has this great. You know, I, it's like this mixture of like 70s uh, porn film meets exploitation uh, film. Um, meets the French Connection feel to it. It is fantastic. It is totally retro and awesome. Huh. Do you like Gladiator movies? I like no. Gladiator. Yeah. Uh, see, and and this is you. You know how I am. When I turn off something, it stays turned off. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and and until I, it turns I, back on, mm, I, it's it ain't gonna this time because it's it's more of a defense mechanism. I, I'm a completist, a rabid completist. When I get into something, I go in whole hog and get as you much of hold hold on to it like a snapping turtle. I do, and I, the, the 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 no DC thing is just a way of admitting that I can't consume everything uh, that I would like. So I I picked, but I'm. I'm it's glad unhealthy. you enjoyed it. It's not it's unhealthy. unhealthy. It's, it's smart. It's, it's smart. unhealthy. Vince. It's unhealthy. Vince. It's smart. I'm gonna, I'm, okay. I'm gonna check. You know what? You um. Don't uh, don't be sending it to no, me. No. You, you, don't you, do that. You you, you challenge <laughs> me. You, I'm you not said, gonna. You, I will you rent said, it. You said for a West, West Coast Blues. You need to read this. I got it. it. I love it. Oh really? Nice, because Absolutely. because I know you so well, and that's in your wheelhouse to begin. That's not a stretch thinking Vince. you're going to enjoy a noir murder. Story. Well, it's not a stretch for him to think you'd enjoy a DC book. No, no, no. Well, now it is. It's, it's, it's yeah. not a stretch. No, it isn't. It's sure it's Vince. Oh. I I'll, I'll watch Get it. This. I'll rent it for a Get buck. This I think you will buying. absolutely love it. Okay, we'll love it. All right, I will rent it and I will watch it for you. It's smart. 
It's smart. Good. Oh, he'll hate it then. Uh, I gave you a compliment today. Did I not? Yeah, Mr. Wood? Oh, my Sorry. God. He, now he's... Hey, we have, <laughs> we, we have some listeners. We have some listener I think email. So. Let me read this. Oh, we do? Really? Again, another comment from a lady. Yes, it's a lady. Hello, gentlemen. There's her Hello, first mistake. Hello, gentlemen. Or perhaps I should say greetings, prisoners of gravity. This week I came across a YouTube channel which has all the episodes of Prisoners of Gravity, a documentary television show about science fiction and comics. Vince, I thought you in particular would be interested in the episode on Jack Kirby, which includes interviews with the man and and a number of writers who are influenced by his work, which is probably everybody. But my favorite bit was when Will Eisner told a story about Jack and the mob. Prisoners of Gravity started in the early 90s and has production values to match the time and the public broadcasting that produced it. But to the 12-year-old, me, watching it was dazzling. Somebody thought the books I was reading had worth. If you want to check out the channel I found, go to www.youtube.com. User, I'll put the links on the forum. Uh, Your sister and geek, Steph. P.S. Chris. If you go out drinking after curling, you're doing something wrong. I've I've never been to a match where the skip didn't have an open beer on the ice. Well, see. What's a skip? A skip is the person at the far end uh, who calls the shots. That's the team captain. Is it like the skipper? Yeah, well, it's the <laughs> little it's, buddy. It's the it's it's Alan the, Hale. It's little buddy. All right, motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, we, we tease. If we're, if, wait, we we tease because we love. If we're, if we're, if we're going to start making fun of the curling, I'm I'm I'm. We will I'm not make fun of curling. I'm jealous because I'm, I'm, I'm going to bust a broom over someone's ass. Uh, <laughs> oh shit. The, you're, gonna, you're gonna sweep us out of here. The, the skip, the skip is wrapped up in the tension. Let him the, go. The skip is the captain of the team, and right. Steph is absolutely correct. Um, we don't go out drinking after um, the game. It's it's called broom stacking, right, honey? And Marta, Marta just walked oh, in uh, the room. Uh, it's called broom stacking. And after you're done with your match, then you you go in and, and you and you have several several beverages. Now cool. at where we curl, you're not allowed to to have um, drinks out on the ice. So because we're huh. serious, we're serious like that. Knit one curl too. Nice. <laughs> I think David's it's David's turn. Because he's he been, did. I can, I can I feel know. his nails. David you know, hasn't spoken the last five and a half weeks of the show, so let's get into that. Well, that's, that's his own fault. Don't be baby. Isn't it though? Isn't it? <laughs> Jesus. Um, Hi, Renee. Is Renee listening? Hey, girl. Mm. <laughs> Call her. Holla. The, uh... Is that what you say? Holla. Holla. <laughs> you all the mental. Um, I got, I, I got, I got something from DC. Ooh, nice. Oh, Look at David. You. Switching it up, flipping the script. Uh, I, 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 it's, as long as it's not vigilante. <laughs> no, it's over, man. That, that's just nice, vigilante. Dark, cool. it's that's not, not going to oh, stop. Uh, uh, vigilante. What, what, um, shit, we were talking about the other day. Um, who was drawn vigilante and who was doing finishes. It was ridiculous. David, help me out. Dude, we said that. It was Walt Simonson <laughs> and, and, and John Paul Leone. Yeah, 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 that. Yeah, 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 you're welcome. Wait a minute. I just have an interjection here. Did you know that Tommy Lee Edwards is doing a book for Image? Yes. Actually, yeah, Tom yeah. Cow, right? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Is you it, know who's is, is fucking right? Yeah, Ron Mars, right? No. No. 
It's oh, um, um damn, the boss. Yeah, the previews are not here, but um, Jonathan I ordered Ross. it. I ordered it when I saw Tommy Lee Edwards. I was like, "Holy crap! Yeah, this is yeah, so right. nice!" Yeah, and it looks sure. like a '30s era, yeah, like gangster that's type beautiful. thing. Yeah, yeah, What's yeah, it called? And it's, written, it's written by Jonathan Ross. The gift. What's it called? We've got to get the name on this. Oh, Jesus! Very Hold, give me a second. You guys. Not oh, go get know, another dude. beer. Go get another. Get, let David do, talk when you come back. Do you not no, see Jonathan Ross's? <laughs> it's called Turf. The Turf. That's right. It looks great. I'm sorry, uh, David. Can we let David talk? <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're pretty. You are pretty. Oh God, uh, Batman, Doc Savage. Oh, the, the oh. special that yeah, anticlimactic. Oh, I didn't, I didn't, yeah, I didn't, really. I, I said I had a DC book. I didn't say it was a great DC book. Aye. Um, <laughs> did anybody not the else best read Noto ever? Yeah, I read it. No, no, definitely not. And I was, <laughs> I was, and 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 Noto is normally fantastic. I I, th- I think he's a great artist. Agreed, um, agreed. Yeah. There's just uh, I, not so I, much on Jonah Hex. No, probably I didn't. Not. I didn't like his Jonah Hex issues, but whatever. I'm sorry. Uh, go ahead. It's, it's okay. Um, it is good. It's all good. It's. Uh, I was. I, I didn't know what to expect. I just went into it because it's. It's Batman with guns, and and I think he had guns like for three issues back in the day. So it's 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 mm-hmm. you, you you have to get used to that. Gordon isn't even a captain, let alone the commissioner. So uh, so it's it's very 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 early in mm-hmm. uh, in, in in Batman and, and Jim Gordon's careers. And um, what what kind of just what took me a minute is that so it's it's supposed to be an old er Batman. But yet, everybody has cell phones. And it's little things like that where I'm just like, I don't know oh, where... wait a minute. They've updated Doc Savage to the relatively present day? Well, it's part of Azarello's new world where it's, it's sort of... First it's, wave. It's, yeah, first wave world. Is, it's kind of like, it's oh. almost like a... Not steampunk, but it's like, you know, certain things evocative of the of the 30s, 40s, but but other stuff is modern. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's... You have... Uh, what, are, what did he say in the... Uh, the back matter was actually more interesting to me than, than the main story. Um, it, it's uh, Ferraris, computers, walkie-talkies, Art Deco skyscrapers, Overlook shanty towns. I mean, it's it's just it's is like I said, I, it, it's this is a one shot, which I guess is supposed to. Let it's, your a pri- it's a it's a it's a it's a primer for first wave, right? And and first wave is 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 Doc Savage and Justice Inc. and and Blackhawks and the Spirit. Um, and and Batman and apparently and, and this is according to to the back matter. Azarello says in this role, Bruce Wayne is new to the game. He's young, early twenties, and inexperienced. He's not the brooding man that we've all come to know. But trust me, what we'll put him through will get him there. I think one of the problems with Bruce is that he's been depicted fully formed once he took on the Batman. Did did he never read any of the Legends of the Dark Knights yeah. or, or or the Matt Wagner stuff? I mean, we've seen Batman stumble and 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 run with the training wheels. We've seen that plenty of times. So I'm a little. I, I'm not sure what. Yeah, it's Azarello. So you're not gonna you're not gonna disagree with him unless you like. <laughs> no, your throat I'm not. Well, far away. <laughs> I might, I might. Yeah. He, he, he will, <laughs> he will, he will cut minutes. you like a little bitch. <laughs> well, I, know. And, I have and, to say, dude, Azarello is one of the more intimidating people in person absolutely. that I've met. Yeah, yeah. That, that's my that is my goal before we wrap up with AC. Is to talk to him. Yep. Yeah. Well, you got yeah, him to come to Windy fine. City as a guest. I would think you could make it happen. I'm working on it. I love I love uncomfortable on, silences. Dude, get it done. <laughs> I'm working on it. 
Um, that Doc Savage, I didn't. I, I've never really read a lot of Doc oh. Savage. Um, the Kenneth Kenneth Robeson stuff is awesome. Yeah, fantastic. I want to. I, I want to rectify. I am looking so forward to the first wave stuff for so many different reasons. Um, rags are. I was just gonna say, yeah, yeah. yeah I am looking. That's yeah. probably the 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 biggest mm-hmm. selling factor for me is is because I. Yeah. Crisis yeah. was great, and and I never, you know, you know, I didn't read Hawkman was even when he was doing the art on it. So I mean, I just, I miss Rags. I, I'd like to see more work from him. I'm, I um, I miss I miss that Rags. The first four issues or five issues of Hawkman, they're they're masterpieces. Each one of them better than the next. Wow. The 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 Rags that is on Superman Batman. I don't know who that is. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't yeah. look anything like the old Rags Morales. Yeah. Just Justin Moritat. Yeah, that's the thing. The spirit with Moritat on it. That, that looks dope. Yeah, and and uh, Mark Schultz writing uh, three issues. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah. the, the, the Black Canary is is, is going to be part of uh, a first wave. Rima the Jungle Girl. It, 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 so there, I mean, there's there's some Rima really. Yeah, yeah. there there are going to be people that are going to hate this because they're going to have no fucking idea what first wave is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're well, going to have. Think- Absolutely yeah. no idea what what Azarillo is trying to do, what the concept of it is. But people that get it, I think it's going to it, it's going to be awesome if you understand what's what they're what they're trying to accomplish with it, and you see the the history that is being tied together here. It is going to be fucking awesome. Now, well, I think uh, I think you're right in it. I, I'm excited for it too. But I also think David's right in that. Um, as a primer, and again, I think the, the issue I have with it is that this Batman, Doc Savage, was supposed to be a primer and kind of set the table for people's excitement for the universe. I I mean, again, I, I got nothing but love for Phil Noto in general, but I don't know what it was about this particular issue, if his heart wasn't in it or if it was, but it just seemed like as stiff as a book as I've ever seen. I mean, it did, yeah. there was nothing – there was nothing – sequential about it it was like just pin up after pin up and it just seemed like there was absolutely no heart to the book and and, uh, and the art seemed to drag the story out I, it all, I mean it was doc savage comes to town and then you know he makes he goes and checks out the body and he makes the announcement on the news about who who the killer isn't and and then we you know we, we get to them talking on the rooftop and it's like i it it just felt like it was it, it dragged it out a bit and i think that's that's because of the arc because there are plenty of panels which should happen very quickly because especially the fight scenes between Batman and Savage that it should you know you, you know they are happening quickly and there there aren't uh, you know there aren't a lot of caption boxes or, or, or word balloons going on while this is happening so it it's speeding things up but uh, it just it seems to have gone on for a while you know I think. Either he wasn't able to do it, or maybe he wasn't approached, or for whatever reasons. I think the perfect artist for this project would have been Joe Kubert. Sure. Or his sons, because I think the sons did. Andy or Adam did a, they, a they, Doc they, Savage. They did, no, they they both did uh, pencil and inks. Cool. There you go. The, uh, I mean, but they're the, they're no longer uh, DC exclusive, right? Because uh, isn't one, one of them's doing the Wolverine Spider Man thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, correct. The, yeah. The, the, the yeah, astonishing. The uh, I, that Batman spirit that Jeff Lowe wrote a couple of years ago that might have been a better primer than this. Mm-hmm. It, it was just it was um, impossible. You know, I, 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 that, that wasn't too bad. 
No, I didn't read it. But, uh, it was, um, your loss. It's it, it, it a pretty funky, uh, <laughs> Darwin Cook cover. The, um, who's doing Rima? Is that going to be an ongoing or is it going to be backups? They I haven't announced it. I don't know if it's an anthology. It, it starts in March. So, I mean, well, See, no, I'll be all over is, that. The spirit is, it's, uh, the spirit yeah, is, yeah, the spirit's more tight. Yeah, but yeah, that's on the list, even though it's, but I mean, you know, I don't know if the Blackhawks are going to get their own book or, or maybe Black Canary and, 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 Reamer going to be on the same? I I don't know. I don't know about Justice Inc. I haven't looked at at the solicit, so I don't know what the breakdown is. Um, you know, I, I've I've seen the Neil Adams variant cover for the first issue, where which has Savage. I and, wish I hadn't. And, uh, I know, and uh, it had Doc Savage and Batman and and the Spirit on uh, on the cover. So I don't know, you know, what 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 the format is, how it's how it's going to be laid out. But I mean, the, the back matter. In, in the back of the book was more interesting to me than than, than the whole setup. Than it. I just it, I, I like you know it's a different take on on Batman on on one of their iconic characters. But it, it just it just it, it just really didn't Felt work. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll say that. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, this is Micah. I'm super on the forums. I don't really talk to anybody. I uh, just finished reading that first arc of uh, Frankencastle, and uh, I never really care about Punisher. I don't care about this kind of badassery and shooting people up, usually, with the exception of Wolverine sometimes. But, holy shit, this is awesome. This is like, I mean, partly, just that, like, last, that, that, in that third issue, where you've got uh, uh, Frank going over to Man-Thing, and it's just like, Talking about setting setting people on fire and shit. I don't know. I'm, I'm being really in eloquent right now, but I just like had the biggest nerd boner for uh, watching Frank give Man Thing the fastball special. It's just my head exploded, and I need to talk to somebody about it because I can't stop talking to anybody uh, about it. Everybody about it. <sighs> All right. Um, also, I'm listening to the new episode, and I can't agree. With Templar more, I want more hard men. Word. Peace. Well, let's let's stamp out the negative, not negativity, but the uh, unpositive. Uh, the unpositivity. I David always bring in the shit. I know, man. Bring us down. Fucking shit. At least thirty issues of Amazing Spider-Man this weekend. Nice. I think we're. Wow, damn. I think we're in a golden age, a new golden age for amazing. The gauntlet. The gauntlet brought it out of what I thought was becoming a very mediocre series, you're mediocre. and and it ramped it up. <laughs> what? David said you. You're <laughs> mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> there, okay. David. Fisticuffs. David, there were a couple. A couple yes, arcs there that were just above diarrhea. I don't. Well, I, see, I, 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 heard, I heard universal dis. I heard praise. Un, I heard unending praise for almost the entire uh, thing, and then all of a sudden, I heard that the Guggenheim arc. That I, I pretty much I heard nothing but horrible things about the Guggenheim arc. Which one did he do? Ben Riley. The Ben. Riley. I don't know. I haven't read it. So oh, I just, I, no, I, the one with Raptor. Yeah. No, that was great. I, well, know. I, I heard happen. massive, <laughs> massive complaints about that particular arc, and then well, I heard that, um, here, that was here, over, it bounced back. Here, here's the inherent problem with doing something um, three times a month. 
mm-hmm. whenever it goes down, it goes down fucking fast. But but it it, it didn't go it didn't go down. I don't think it went down at all. You, you, well, no, it was fucking terrible. Um, but oh. when when the the you basically have to keep a really high level of quality because three weeks in a row of of shit, you can lose people really quick, and then they're which off, is true, and then. The gauntlet happens, which has been what everybody fucking wants to begin with, is just give me classic Spider-Man villains and have fun. I want to see the shocker, goddammit. Bring back the vulture. Where's Doc Ock? Craven. You know, I, well, I you didn't, s- you guess you didn't read 600, then. 600, sure. Because well, Doc, I, I, Doc I, Ock was in 600. I know that. What I'm saying is that... <gasps> is that people just want to see classic Spider-Man fighting classic Spider-Man rogues. You can run with that for years. So just fucking You can, do it. but but what's what's not classic about Ben Riley and Kane? Uh you want me to fucking name the ways? Don't you be shitting on the Clone Saga. That that was great stuff. How how, how about you not call the Clone Saga classic? It is. I I don't think that that Clone Saga and classic Spider-Man belong oh, in the same fucking sense. They 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 surely do. It, Maybe it, not the. It, it is an era of Spider-Man, but it's, it's not classic. classic it's not fucking classic Spider-Man. <laughs> yes. But anyway, it's it's All not right. per. I'll, I'll give I'll give you I'll give you one tiny yeah. little K- itsy bitsy. Cable's your third favorite character at Marvel. He is. I will oh, give yeah. you a little a little shred of. Acknowledgement that there were two missteps in 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 the entire thirty issues I re- I read, and they weren't really big to dos. It it kind of sort of bothered me a little bit when the funky webbing saved the day of two arcs, not one but two. The the funky webbing saved him against the shocker that he just kind of cooked up in between heartbeats, and then there there was another uh, where the he cooked up another webbing. That uh, oh the Sandman arc where where he he manufactured some some webbing that that uh, stopped the Sandman from congealing or something but it's like we know Peter's smart he's not that smart that he can run to the lab in between like a half hour forty five minutes and concoct this he doesn't even have a lab he's got an apartment you know but but he managed to cook up this webbing and save the day but other than that I think Amazing's gold there's nothing wrong with it every every arc to me is just when I think back how bad Spider-Man has been mm-hmm. in the past, this is all, this is just gravy. Well, I, mean, I will say this. I mean, again, I haven't read the Guggenheim arc in question, but even if even if what the popular opinion is that that arc was shitty, you're still talking about an amazing hit rate. I mean, you're talk, still talking about, you know, three, so you're talking about what, uh, probably at least... Ninety issues since. Actually, I'd, I'd like to know what, what was shitty about it. What was it? Was what, I it, it, I know it, it? No, I know every you had other a podcast and website I saw about it said that like it was like a tr- like literally a uh, you know this awesome Hot train of, of, of badass was was running and then all of a sudden like that Guggenheim arc just stopped it in its tracks. No, um, it's not. It's not bad. No, it, it's it's, not it's bad. actually it's actually fun. You get a new villain in Raptor. You get Kane coming back. To exact vengeance on, on that's what on I think ben. it is. I think it's people who I mean, you got the Kane, you got you got the Ben Riley connection, and and there's the, there's some backstory with that which is pretty neat, and it's yeah, I like the yeah, way. Yeah, well, I, I got a lot of hardcovers right. before I catch up to that point. He really speak right. to it well, personally, so I don't. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Great interaction between Peter and Michelle. 
uh, Vin's sister, who we kind of misled. Not, yeah. not, you know, not intent, not intentionally, How about, but, uh, in the latest issue, well, not the second, the latest issue of, uh, uh, the Avengers when, uh, Spider-Woman's like, uh, to, to Spider-Man, she's like, wait, I thought you were married. Cause he's like, are we out on a date? And she's like, I thought you were married. He's like, what? No, me? No, never. Never. She's like, oh, I could have sworn you were. <laughs> oh, so does she know something? Did, no, no that's... I, I just get this tongue in cheek. Oh. I just think it's, it's being but menaced, it was, but... it was... No, I, I, I think. I think it's probably just people who were like, you know, Clone Saga bad, and and that's yeah, it and, could and be that. that. It could be their feelings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah but that that uh, as a Seda, correctly, dude, that, correctly, correctly. That... <laughs> 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 fucking blows. <laughs> How about me uh, trading tweets with uh, Tom Brevoort this week, huh? Really? Yeah. Yeah, we've been going back and forth a little bit about event comics. Uh, did you call him a douchebag? No, no, but I, but I, he he made some tweet about how he doesn't understand why people are saying that uh, taking, you know, saying that sales aren't that sales are a problem when Siege was the number one book of the uh, of the of the week. Of the week, you could of thank the you. Oh, it was the number one book of the week of the month, rather. Sorry, and I, oh my gosh, it, it had it did well, did forty percent of the same sales as Civil yeah, War. Yeah, well, that's what I tweeted. I said, Tom, that's really disingenuous. I said it was the number one book of the month in a bad month, and a and, and I said certainly yeah. the trend isn't your friend. And he wrote back saying, Well, what do you mean it was the number one book in a in a tough month? I don't understand what your point is. And I said, well, My point is, it did. Did a fraction of what Civil War did, and 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 much less than Secret Invasion. So I said the trend for events is certainly that people are. And then he made some comment about like, well, that's just not true. That's the whole industry, and that's not true at all. I mean, sales over the last two years for for the industry on a unit basis are down a few percent. They're not down forty percent. So I mean, again, clearly yeah. for, for events, the, the, I mean, again, I and I and I told him, I said, listen, I think Siege is. I, I'm enjoying Siege. I said I thought Siege Under Two was kick ass. I said that I'm not besmirching the work I said but but the sales of the work and it's related titles are certainly the trend is down and it's not just for a Marvel DC's events are, are down too so I mean but but I mean it's just you know I, I don't think I don't see how you can deny that if you just line them up against one another but oh but, he'll deny it because no, everything he's denying is fine. it no, he, he responded everything is fine again. he responded to me today again saying I think you're not seeing it in the right vein I said alright well <laughs> sure I'm sure because sure. Uh, guess, uh, yeah yeah a 60% sales drop from from an event from two years ago oh yeah nothing's wrong I mean you Civil War Civil War number one sold two hundred and sixty-one thousand copies. Yeah, Siege number one sold one hundred eight thousand. I mean that that's pretty basic math. You know but, what I mean? But I mean, again, <laughs> it, it's that it's that demand on businesses to capitalize and go even that much further on past successes. You can't always do that. But that's why I don't, I don't understand why the goal on, on modern business dealings mm-hmm. is to have a better year than last year. And if you don't have a better year than last year, you've Failed. It, it's, 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 I don't mo- understand it's, that. It's, it's modern corporate culture. I, whenever I was uh, in high school, I worked at a, at a car lot, and uh, and this is like two recessions ago, and uh, it, business was nineteen twenty nine. It was it was it was uh, nineteen ninety. <laughs> it was nineteen ninety. Sure. Uh, and business was fucking terrible, and we had a general manager there, good good guy. 
good boss and uh we had a news crew that was that was out on the out on the lot and uh uh, they were there to, to interview, kind of talking the local economy and the auto, you know, auto industry, that kind of stuff. And, uh, and, and Denny was, was walking out there to talk to him. And I, and I, I looked at him and I was like, and, and, you know, everyone talked about, you know, in the office how bad business was. And I was like, what are you going to tell them? And he looked at me and was like, Chris, I'm going to tell them that business at Foley Switzer Motors has never been better than it is today, and we just can't wait to help serve our clients, and people are knocking down the doors to buy cars here. Mm-hmm. And and I was just like, wow. And, and it just sunk in that, you know, it's like it, anyone that is involved in sales, sales are always great. Sales sure. are always great because no one wants to buy from a loser. So when yeah. when when Brevoort says, I don't know what you're talking about, sales at Marvel are great. We haven't had this much success ever. You know, it's, right. it's, it's the fucking party line. And, and that's, that's just what salespeople do. So, I mean, that's, oh yeah. You know, don't, well, don't again, I mean, it, that's, that's the case right worldwide right now. I mean, you know, people are talking about how they, you know, we're out of the recession and global GDP. But I mean, if, you know, like the U.S. GDP is, let's say, growing 3% right now. Well, it fell six percent, so you know, obviously, it's it's not making up what it lost; it's making up half of what it lost. But it's positive growth because we're coming off of a, you know, so people get excited. It's like you know, like companies reporting sales up ten percent. Well, yeah, but sales went down thirty percent in two thousand eight. Sure. So you, you know, being up ten percent is not that big a deal. But you're like able to come out and say, oh, our sales are up ten percent this year. Sure. Things are great, you know. So, I, I work I work in marketing, man. We've got we've got a we've got a, a saying, and that's perception mm-hmm. is key. If people if people you know, it's, you know, consumer, you know, consumer confidence is a big deal. And if people get the idea that other people are buying something, then sales will go up. And that's, that's your job as a marketer to make people think that other people like something. Right. And so that, I mean, that's, but, that's the whole game. That's what we do as podcasters. Mm-hmm. We like something, so you should too. Right. And that's but not know. to defend Brevoort, but. Well, there's no defense. Well, no, I'm just saying uh, it's not the same economic climate as when Civil War was published because even the big badass yeah. sales leader from D.C. in Blackest Night isn't mm-hmm. pulling in Civil War numbers. Well, no, you're right, Vince, but again, that's what I'm saying. Like The industry as a whole, though, over the last two years, over the second economy, is down, but it's down a few percentage points. Uh-huh. So again, it's not analogous. If 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 the event books are selling forty percent less over the last two years, but the overall comic industry is only down four or five percent, oh, then that's okay. like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I got one you. thing. If that's my point, is why he's being disingenuous. But also, here, to be fair, here, here. Him, I, I often think that, like you know, to be fair, I, I we assume. A guy like Brevoort cares about numbers, but he might not give a fuck about numbers in in the aggregate. Well, I mean, he's an uh, editor, uh, so he obvi- obviously he does, and I wish that he would care more about editing than being a shill. But here, here's your biggest indicator is uh, on on how well the the latest Marvel event books are doing. What's the next Marvel event? Heroic Age. No, it's not an event. It's not an event. Oh, it's what a- is what's the ne- what's the next Marvel event? Second coming. World War Hulks. There isn't one. That's how well the events are doing. No, World War Hulks is an event. No, no, it, no. Yeah, it it's, it's there, there's not. It's a, not there's a line not, wide. No, yeah, there, there's wide. not. The, yeah, yeah. They they finally realized that that yeah, event burnout has has. Well, yeah. I keep hearing that, but let's wait until we see San Diego before I'm willing to say that. Like, I don't know that a three to four month hiatus from events counts as a hiatus. 
Like, I'll, I'll believe it when San Diego happens and they don't announce some massive event, like, which I find it hard to believe they won't. I, I hope, yeah. I know they're saying that now, but I'll, like, I, I'm kind of holding my, I'm holding, I'm not holding my breath, put it that way. I you mean, know, I, I'm, I, I haven't become tired of events, but I've become tired of buying books that I don't normally buy. Like, I, you know, I jumped back into the X-Men single issues. Mm-hmm. I'm jumping back out with, uh, what's the next, uh, second coming. Second coming because you have, it crosses over into everything. Yeah. And it's just easier for me to buy the collected edition than it is to follow all these yeah. books. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm still buying the books in a sense, but I'm just waiting now for the collected edition. I'm wondering if people aren't doing that too because with, yeah. with Siege, I mean, that banner's on a lot of books. Yeah. Hey man, you, you guys know how much I've absolutely loved Blackest Night. I mean, love Blackest Night. Sure. There's the little voice in the back of my head that's saying, you know what, brightest day, maybe a good time to think about jumping out. Yeah, I would and, too. And I, it's and funny I, though, because DC is well, such a different you, beast. Like, like I, I, I would be the same, but like the problem I have with that is like DC puts their collected editions out so much later than the, than yeah. the singles. Well, sure. It's, it's like, I mean, if I really, if black, if whitest, if brightest day comes out being the hotness, I, I don't want to wait two and a half years to read that shit, you know, which is well, what you're going to have to do. Uh, see, you know what I would do in that situation? Wait for what? it. Wait for it. Don't buy it and wait. Wait for the collected edition. Then maybe they'll say, wait, hey, wait, let, let's, let's yeah. ramp up these trades because these single issues are dying. Be waiting for my dumbass to buy it and tell you it's good. That's what you're going to do. Well, yeah, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, it is pretty amazing as I've started to buy more collected editions because of my comic room and stuff. Like, I never really paid much attention to the difference between oh. the two. But, but DC and Marvel's pr- approach to the collected market is really different. I mean, oh, it's yeah. vastly different. I never really realized that, appreciated it until I started looking to buy more collected. It's 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 unbelievably different, and uh, <laughs> and it fascinates me. Every uh, every know. vendor at every convention I've been at in the last. Three years, four years has had huge amounts of table space devoted to Marvel trades, and yep, maybe and sure. maybe a foot and a half to two feet for DCs. But again, yeah, sure. that makes sense because of the surplus, right? I mean, look at you look at Tales of Wonder on well, that's the web what I'm or, saying. Or the, Default or or Midtown, they're always having sales on Marvel trades yep. because Marvel puts out way more trades and they put them out quick and they have excess inventory. Yeah. Um. And, and but but yet you look at the book scan numbers and DC absolutely wallops Marvel in the book market. Uh. So so clearly you could argue that their trade approaches is certainly more effective in the book market i mean it's it's right. it, and it's not for lack of inventory it's for you know it's what's selling so i mean I, it's it's fascinating to me though um it's fascinating well that's the end of this fascinating episode oh, oh shit Segway. look at that well done well, sir i'm good this episode of 11 o'clock comics has been brought to your asses by discount comic book service dcbservice.com wumba discounts that means really really big discounts on your favorite comics and collectibles they have an online ordering system that's very easy click on the title you want select the number of copies you want throw it in your basket pay at the end and you'll get them delivered right to your door at a fraction of what you'll get them for in the quote real world so check them out dcb comics uh discount comic book service dcbservice.com and while you're perusing the racks go buy orkstein because whoa is a good Whoa. 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 It's really good. Oh, I, man. Uh, read the Mighty Avengers. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> I had to get in my shit. shit. You got scooped. stealing my <laughs> shit all the time. I had to jump in there. Damn it. Damn, uh, motherfucker. Uh, shit. Uh, 
love you. Oh, shit. Uh, in your travels, if you feel like... Uh, damn it, stop doing I'm, that. I'm throwing it out to you. God damn it. <laughs> Wait, you got him again? <laughs> what, what did he say this time? I didn't hear him. He said, read Bean World, fucker. Uh, oh. In your travels... Don't read the chill, that's for sure. So God I'm damn it. <laughs> Jesus, fuck him! I'm at it too. God uh, damn! Uh, <sighs> fuck! Before <laughs> uh, read GI Joe Cobra. Yeah, safe bet. Yep. Y'all are killing me. Um, read Blackest Night. <laughs> <laughs> oh God damn it! Watch. No, no, you should. No, you should. Yeah, while you're th- while you're thinking about that, I just wanted to say something about the chill because Jason talked about it and it sounded really good and it was really good visually. The story, eh, yeah, not, not so true. great, yeah. not so yeah, great. But it's it's it's, it's stunning to look at. It's very. Although nice you know what had even better movies? What? Last Days of American Crime. Yeah. Is the it's, second issue out? I no, don't but he hates so. he hates fucks that girl in the bathroom though. You, oh yeah, no, but she yeah. You know, yeah, she turns yeah, the table on. Yeah, 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 but yeah. She, she who fucked who, Jason? Well, right. you know, hey, hey, well, he got his load off, so that counts as him fucking her. Yeah, for well, yeah. that's true. Yeah, yeah, she 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 kind of fucked him. Guilt lasts uh, a long lasts. a lot longer than the 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 squirt. Yeah, exactly. You write that down. Yeah. And she was uh, in red too. You never go after the lady in red. She's always trouble. Always. You know, we you, mentioned you do when she bends it. over and throws them panties off. Yeah, I, I with the little brown stain on it. Love it. Nice. <laughs> Captain Brownfinger. <laughs> I, uh, I I mentioned it uh, a little bit earlier. Um, track down the first trade of the mighty. Oh yeah, for sure. Yes. <laughs> Somni. Captain Brownfinger. That is great. <laughs> you like that, right? Brownfinger. I the mighty. I've wanted to try that. Who publishes that? You. DC. DC. Ah. Okay. Next. <laughs> nah. uh, it, it's an embargo which which shall never be listed. So Vince, it's, it's C2E2. Uh, I can't wait to line you up with people like Peter Tomasi and Jeff Johns to talk to. It's gonna be I'll great. talk the shit out of them. I could still yeah. talk to people. <laughs> so Jeff, tell me about your book that I'm not reading. Why should I read it? <laughs> Because it's better than That's the new CCO. Oh my God! I I I think Jeff is a very very talented writer, but to say that his books are better than anything out there, that's... no, no, anything from across the street. Oh, no, God. no, it's not better than Hulk. No way, no way. Oh yeah, Hulk, Hulk smash. Mm, Hulk smash. <laughs> Me smart, not no. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh my goodness. Hey, thanks for joining us here. <laughs> We had a good time. We hope you did. Me, I'm red now. Uh, he, but he's... Oh, goodness. I don't even know what to say. Thank you for... 60 years, me change color. Uh, but it's not the... You're not even reading it. Why am I even... not reading it. No. He's, he's just trying to torque me. He ain't going to do it. My wife can't torque me. You're not going to be able to do it. Thanks for being here, people. We'll see you. We'll talk to you next week. Yeah, we'll be much more rehearsed next week. We uh, really, we, yeah. We got our scripts this week, so no. Okay, <laughs> bye. Vince didn't e- email those out. Oh, <laughs> it's like a train wreck at the end. <laughs> bye bye. We love you. We really do. Later. Forum Zero three six. Oh my God! What the? Two zero six three one two five two three.
Yes. See ya. Bye. Put some hands in it.